0: match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. Pray- All right, folks, coming to you on a Monday morning here. Another episode of the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Uh, what's today? We'll say 10-12. That's what today is. October 12th, Monday. Uh, we recorded this episode on a Thursday, so. I'm gonna go ahead and fill in some gaps here because it feels like we had a it feels like we had a great weekend and a lot of things seemed to happen over the weekend uh we'll start with LeBron winning that fourth championship man leBron i I mean fucking greatness you know it's been been a pleasure to watch that dude man I mean for one of the first players to win with three different teams. I think Shaq had a chance to do it when he went to the finals with three different teams in Orlando, LA, and Miami, which I know somebody's going to throw Robert Horry in there. Another comedian, Rob Hayes, always does that to me. I always say something about, <laughs> I always say something about, you know, great players winning in different locations. did of course, Rob Hayes always shows up and tells me, hey, man, Robert Horry. <laughs> I, that's his namesake, so I guess he's being defensive in that regard of Big Shot Bob. But uh, We know he won it, but he won it as a role player, so it's just different. Which, that's what was funny about, uh, you know, the Lakers winning is you had this kind of hodgepodge of uh, guys who used to be all-stars, you know, Rondo and... Dwight Howard, you know, and that's the joke we keep making is, oh man, Dwight Howard finally brought a championship to Orlando, you know, as promised. <laughs> but yeah, fucking LeBron, man, fourth championship. I mean, it was kind of a foregone conclusion, especially once the Clippers took the fall to the Nuggets. And just like, yeah, man you know, that's life. You know, preseason, everybody had the Clippers as the favorite. People counted him out. A lot of people being held accountable this morning, and I I like it. You know, a lot of dumb takes. Yeah, man, the Lakers are going to be a seventh seed. I saw that one. I saw that one. LeBron, in his 17th year, leads the league in assists, and that's the first time he's ever led the league in assists. So, you know, you can teach your old dog new tricks, you know. And he kind of played point guard this whole way, too. But, like I said, that Dwight Howard showed up big in different moments there. Rondo played great. Which I'm not going to call him playoff Rondo because I'm sick of, like, people just sticking playoffs in front of anybody's name and then acting like it's a different person. <laughs> Uh, J.R. Smith got to win another one, so that's two, you know, for J.R. Smith. Uh, It's like these weird storylines. JaVale McGee is a a three-time NBA championship, which is hilarious. JaVale McGee, of all people, that was a shacked and a fool all-star if you used to watch uh, Inside the NBA on TNT, you know. JaVale McGee, his mother, played in the WNBA, I believe, for the Monarchs, and his mother had to call Shaq's mother and just say, like, yo, tell your son to lay off my son. Like, he just, he's killing my son. We get it, Shaq. You're great. But my son is, you know, he's just out there doing his job, goddammit. That's the thing, right? LeBron, he's out there. He's great. He's doing everything. And then there's some guys, they just meant to do one thing, you know, they got one job. So, you know, it's like uh, Danny Green missed that shot. He missed the shot last week and uh, or what, game five? Yeah, game five came down to the last second and LeBron drove it. Saw everybody in the paint, just kicked it back out to the top of the key and Danny Green was wide open for three and he missed, you know, tired legs, right? But of course, everybody took the angle of, you know, fuck LeBron. That's why LeBron will never be like Jordan. And it's like, did y'all forget that, you know, MJ kicked it out to Paxson and MJ kicked it out to Steve Kerr and they made the shots. But People only remember what you make, you know. There are plenty of, you know, last-second shots that somebody kicks it out or makes the right play. And somebody just misses the shot. So, it is what it is, you know. It is what the fuck it is. All these comparisons. What do they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. So, there are people who can't just appreciate LeBron, you know for him being LeBron, you know, there are people who, you know, they got to tell you somebody's better or, you know, whatever, and I mean, I'm I'm all for it, but I think, first, you just got to appreciate the greatness, 17 years of that dude doing what he does in three different cities, you know, one -one for his home city, you know, or he won't say his hometown, because when he left for Miami, everybody said, how could you leave your hometown? And he had to remind everybody damn near sarcastically, uh, I'm actually not from Cleveland. I'm from Akron. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that little city about 25 miles out from Cleveland. Yeah, buddy, you're from fucking Cleveland. Uh, so, yeah, you know, there's that whole thing. You know and I mean. Like I said, it's just, you know, good to see he won it for Kobe, you know, in the Kobe year that it's been such a long fucking year with coronavirus and everything else that's going on. that it's just like, Jesus Christ, man, Kobe passing feels like two years ago. And I mean, it was tragic as fuck. Right. Like people just being really sad and which is crazy because the NBA also lost David Stern this year. David Stern. You know, he passed on the first of the year. And it was just like, holy shit, that's how this year started? It's been such a long fucking year. But, yeah, everybody tried to ride LeBron for a game five loss, which the fucking Miami Heat played great. The fucking best ball movement I've seen since those Spurs teams that pushed Miami to seven games and even beat Miami that one year, you know. Splitter and fucking Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard and all those motherfuckers just moving and shooting and spacing and cutting and fucking Miami just looked good. I was sad as fuck cause they beat my Pacers. Dragic, this this underrated white guy that was fucking Steve Nash's apprentice when he was with the Suns. You know he was his backup, but he's been an All Star, but he's just underrated as fucking. He killed my Pacers. He gave us 20 a game, and fucking T.J. Warren was hot. So I thought we had a chance to go to the finals, and, you know, we were the higher seed, and Miami just cooked us, fucking flambéed us, just fucking cooked us, just pan-seared us, and swept us. I mean, you know, it was kind of embarrassing, but Jimmy Butler, you know, looking every bit like the leader that we knew he was you know despite playing with some bad attitudes in Philly and some bad attitudes and uh well I won't say bad attitudes in Philly I'll more so say just young players in Philly Embiid and Ben Simmons that you know they gotta figure it out they're great or they're gonna be great they just gotta figure out how to be you know and fucking uh Minnesota with Andrew Wiggins and Towns but uh What the fuck? This is turning into a sports podcast. (laughs) I ain't going to do that to you. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of intro here. Uh, Well, what did I want to tell you guys? Oh, I wanted to tell you what this episode was about. That's the purpose of me doing this. Oh, I I apologize in advance for the uh, technical difficulties there's some weird noise in here. And I mean, I'm going to have to at some point figure out how to edit audio. But with everything going on in my life right now and this virus and fucking, I don't know, trying to get back to some form of normalcy as far as performing and getting on stage, Just like, yo, if audio is a concern to you, then I don't know, man. I, I just feel like you, 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 uh, you're missing the entire theme of this year, which is, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. It's kind of the theme of this year, right? But uh, where the fuck was I in my rant? Just some good sports going on. Like I said, LeBron winning the championship last night. Uh, comedy, SNL uh, is back, which is good to see. Live entertainment back, man. I mean things coming into production. I'm getting some scripts rolling in from the manager side of things and it's just good to see things being back in production and some form of normalcy, you know. Saturday Night Live represents that, you know. Uh, Bill Burr hosted this week and uh, yeah, there's some you know, he got up there and told white women where they belonged and what they need to be doing it was good to hear man you know good to hear somebody push back on some of these narratives a little bit of just like come on man really white ladies oppression like is that what we're doing and it's like yeah uh (laughs) especially for myself i mean y'all hear me y'all hear my comedy and if you're listening you probably know me so you know i've got some thoughts and some opinions and i'm not shy about them uh yeah i was getting in a lot of trouble when i first came to new york and was doing comedy you know uh about you know white women i got in some huge arguments about like are white women oppressed and i mean you know you see the uh the karen mixtapes that are going around you know what we we nicknamed them you know barbecue back in permit patty and it's like yeah uh white women have long used the system against you know black people or anybody that they felt like they could you know and even male to female you know the system is used you know wrong or right you know that's that's the thing right you know physically men are stronger that is a fact that is science that you guys like to use i don't like science as i've explained on earlier episodes because science used to say black people had smaller brains so fuck you and fuck science but men are physically stronger so the system has always kind of acted as as a uh what's the word a equalizer almost and then A lot of women know the system works to their advantage. I mean, and I can call the cops on you wrong or right. And you will be, you know, based on the color of your skin, you will be treated a certain way. And, you know, black men, we damn near will be assassinated if, if at all possible. You know, if the situation presents itself, the cops will take it to the fullest extent. I mean, that's what we're seeing with Jacob Blake, George Floyd, uh, who else? Uh, you know, the Breonna Taylor situation. So yeah, Bill Burr spoke to some of that. And of course, you know, there's been some pushback from white women of like, oh my God, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, like I said, 2013, it's died down some. I don't feel like white women are, they're kind of starting to learn, you know, Like, you know, not that they can't complain, but it's like, calm down a little. Like, you know, second place isn't that bad in America. It's really not. You know, second place is not that bad. And then even if there is this great patriarchy that you speak of, you know, that patriarchy benefits you, you know that money that you speak of comes back to you that privilege that you speak of that your father or your brother has or your son has it all comes back to you and there's even a sense of when you call the cops you know the white the officer's usually white he's gonna be on your side you know so there's that I mean all the way back to Emmett Till right and that lady admits that she lied you know and i mean we could go on and on right there's so many cases of that (laughs) so many cases uh so yeah bill burr said some things you can go check out the snl monologue and decide for yourself you know it's got people up in arms but people don't like the truth the truth pisses people off and speaking of snl meg the stallion was on snl last week and uh she did this whole thing that I thought was kind of corny where she had, you know, Protect Black Women written behind her as she performed a song entitled Savage. Which, I mean, I get that, like, rap is art and that, you know, no one is really living their raps, you know? No more than, you know, Steven Spielberg is living his horror films out, you know? But, authenticity... Being real or at least perceived as real Is a thing within the rap world, you know 50 Cent got shot and he never came on Twitter and said, hey, you know as a Black man, I'm so unprotected out here He just, you know, he took those lumps and He rolled on, you know But she got Into a domestic altercation, we'll say with a guy that we think she was dating and then it was all of a sudden well black men didn't help me and and black women are so unprotected you know she ducked behind the feminism and it just was like nah i don't think that goes there and uh yeah so the cops must watch snl because after meg the stallion performed later that week uh they finally filed charges against Tory Lanes, and I mean, that's all I wanted Meg to do anyway. I, I would never tell a woman like, "Oh, physically, you should be fighting for yourself out here in the streets or whatever." But it's like, hey, if a man does something to you, probably just tell the cops. I mean, now I know that's not a be-all end-all. I know, I know it. You know, may not go the way you want it to go there, but do something and i mean at the least it it creates that paper trail you know it creates that paper trail of like oh this guy has a history you know and maybe the next time he does it or maybe it can prevent that person from doing it to another woman because that's all i see is like well you know if you're gonna take the whole angle of oh well you know the cops mistreat black men and they do I don't want to be calling the cops because they mistreat. It's like, well, one is after you do some shit like that to a woman, something that major, you know, this wasn't a, you know, an argument, a heated argument or a, you know, a a boxing or a, you know, uh, shouting match or this wasn't, you know, uh, you know, but couples getting fights sometimes. This wasn't a fight. That man shot her. So it's like, yo, press charges. Rihanna pressed charges and nobody called her a snitch, you know. And Chris Brown, you know, I think he did some time and was definitely on probation. And it's like, yeah, press those fucking charges. But, yeah, they finally filed charges on Tory Lane, So there's that, you know. So SNL is getting charges filed. I guess cops are watching SNL apparently, so they'll probably be after Bill Burr soon about that, you know. If white women have their way, uh, (laughs) Permit Patty and Barbecue Becky will be on the case. But, uh, yeah, check out that monologue. Uh, That was really it. I just wanted to, you know, cover those couple of things because like i said we record on thursdays and so much has happened uh this episode uh we discuss i have a guest christiana jackson she's a comedian around new york city a lady obviously uh and we discuss you know some of these things you know uh you know some intersectionality if you will see i know big words i think i don't uh we discussed, you know, being a woman in comedy, being a black woman in comedy in New York and, uh, you know, just how she got started, who her influences were growing up in New Jersey. Uh, we get a good we didn't get a fight story because maybe she doesn't maybe she's not with the fisticuffs. She's pretty mature. Uh, but we got a great argument story of uh, a coworker that she told a joke about getting pissed or a former coworker, I think, or friend that she told a joke about and she actually named his name and he didn't like that apparently uh, and we discussed that uh, we discussed the ironic lady comic you know the don't say my gender and don't comment on my body cause that's my entire fucking act comedians we discussed them uh, <laughs> we discussed diversity in comedy and that's about it. Ibrahim, my co-host, he's here. So there's that. Uh, like, share, and subscribe, folks. Thanks for listening. Yo.
1: Yo, what's going on?
0: Ah, not much, man. Just finished the show in Brooklyn and headed on back to record. Oh, all right. What do you mean
1: heading back to record? So you on the road, too?
0: Nah, I'm saying I just headed back Like I just got home Oh,
1: oh, oh Yeah, uh, that grammar didn't make any sense You said headed back I'm like, so that means you made it to your destination
0: Yeah, I mean, I made it But I mean, literally, I just got here maybe 10 minutes ago So Oh, I right, bet
1: Yeah, I'm Jumping just leaving Jumping from one me. space Okay, I'm just leaving from doing a spot In, uh, in New Jer- you know, here in New Jersey But in like South Orange, New Jersey I Okay, yeah yeah, my boy, uh, shout out to Keith Corey. He he's a part of this uh this troop of comedians that travel around the different um tr- they travel around the different uh, high end apartment complex. Okay. Comedy shows. So they before- High the end, so they like
0: so. checking people's credit at the door.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just, well if they I'm did joking. that my ass would, would have definitely got in it. <laughs> well, John I know you joking. I'm trying to, you know trying to get the band to together, man. We supposed to get this rhythm right.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh,
1: and, uh, and also to keep with the mode of the fucking of the of the show, what the hell is up with Anchor making me record through the internet now? It used to let me record with you through the app. Now it's sending me to Safari like like I'm some bum bitch.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's probably a credit issue. <laughs> Same thing.
1: Oh yeah. They oh they're all right, they check my credit. Okay. If that's the case, then all right. They're they getting this.
0: fancy too now, high end users, like you said. <laughs>
1: yeah, high all will. right. But,
0: but yeah, yeah, man. These shows is because uh, you know, one is we was recording a lot earlier before so we could avoid the you know, shows overlapping or whatever and then now we've been doing the comedy shows Early because we're trying to beat the sun because we outside. Right. Was you plus, outside for this one?
1: Oh, yeah, man. It's getting nippy, too.
0: Mm hmm. It's
1: getting nippy. Plus, uh, you know, we're going to be losing an hour of sleep. Right. And like on the 1st of November, which is. Now, let me tell you something, man. If Donald Trump gets rid of daylight saving time, he <laughs> might
0: get
1: my vote.
0: Is that what you want on the uh, docket?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get rid of uh, daylight Savings, time, man, he may get my vote, bro. I'm telling you, know what? On some real shit, if he was to do that, I think he get a lot more. I think he get a lot more uh, liberals on his side too. <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers, hate daylight Savings, time, bro. It's that's dumb. That's funny.
0: I've never it's met not- anybody that hate, said they hated it. That's a strong feeling. that's dumb. I, I would just say it's it. It definitely. Uh, you know. We definitely could use that extra hour with the sun up. I mean, it's it's weird to be going somewhere at 5.30 and it's dark. I know that much.
1: Bro, it's an inconvenience. It's a fucking inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Then they go, oh, the days are longer, the nights are short." No, it ain't. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just the time. You move the hour back, dumbass. Like, no. What
0: and then, then it's a about? mental trick, too, because everybody just goes, man, shit, I could have done that if I had that hour.
1: Yo, wearing masks is the daylight saving time of our time right now. I bet you. <laughs> when, I bet. You, I bet you when they came up with daylight saving time, Americans were like, man, this is some bullshit.
0: And oh yeah. Like, they,
1: and then they kept all their their clocks at uh-huh. the at the regular time to be defiant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. First they took away our slaves. Now they're taking away our sunlight.
1: They're taking away the hour. Yeah. So I gotta work longer? Look, so they lost their slaves and then they took away an hour so they can wait, work longer in the fields or some shit. Cause I know they did it because of agriculture or something like that. Right. Yeah, something about but that's what that's what I'm saying. It's dumb because
0: Ain't that much agriculture know. no more. Right. You yeah, like motherfucker, I ain't even, in 4 H. I ain't farming. Right.
1: Who like who's benefiting nigga Monsanto? Them the
0: niggas that's growing <laughs> them the Yo, it's so silly because uh, me being from Indiana, Indianapolis, uh, there's a spot in Gary, Indiana, where it's right on the border of Illinois, and you literally, I think it's East Chicago. One side of the street is Indiana, the other is Illinois, and they're an hour ahead of each other if you cross the street, so. Really? So that shit gets real silly, but that's funny. I love (laughs) that that. That's your political <laughs> issue. You're like, yo, we need to get rid of that shit. Everything else, whatever, whatever. Oh, listen,
1: bro. There's two things that's a, that's a deal breaker for me. That, I mean, that will help me with is one is daylight savings time. Two, if Trump or Biden puts more potato chips in the potato chip bag,
0: <laughs> then my vote. yeah, that little so extra air in there.
1: Bruh. I remember when you used to get a full bag of potato chips. <laughs>
0: that's
1: nothing but air, right? I remember you used to pay a quarter. Pay a quarter, and you open the bag, and the chips are falling out of the bag, bro.
0: Man, you you some saying some doodles, some cheese doodles or something? You saying you know, make Frito-Lays great again. That's your thing. You want yeah, some flagging shit over <laughs> here. <laughs> Not
1: Drake. Make Drake. Make Drake. Drake, uh... I think they were called Drake. Yeah, Drake. Make Drake Drake again. Yeah. I think that's that the brand. That was
0: the brand I was loyal to. Okay, you brand, like brand brand loyalty on the chips. Man. Yeah, man. You
1: know, crunchy cheese doodles, dipsy doodles, barbecue dipsy doodles, man. It
0: was the shit back in the day. Yeah. You got uh the Daylight Savings thing right, because I'm I'm, you know, as a darker comedian, I'm having to ask some of these hosts now, like, uh, Get me up early for the sunlight factor, nigga. I don't wanna be a shadow out here telling jokes. You know we've been in the park, so it ain't like they got no spotlights and that and it's just like yo, keep fucking around, putting me up at you know six twenty-five, and I'll just be a talking shadow in front of a tree. Right,
1: do not yeah. bring no lights
0: out there? mm Not the ones I've yep. been doing. Oh, okay. And, and, and I mean, you might be right. I might have to start bringing my own spotlight as as a darker comedian, as a melanated comedian and whatnot. Word up.
1: All they got is teeth telling them jokes.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because yeah. I think last time we talked, we was, we was rapping a little bit about the pandemic, and you was kind of like, yo, I'm in Jersey. It's not really popping like that. But then, you know, over here, we started indoor dining. They started school and... I've been looking at the news and they requarantined the motherfuckers, man. It's hot spots in Brooklyn and hot spots in Queens and Yeah, you
1: see you see where those hot spots is in Brooklyn, it's where the uh the
0: uh, uh Hasidic community is. Yeah, we'll say the Hasidic community, but uh yeah, and I mean Yeah. They said somebody got killed last night. I'm like, damn, what is going on, man? Where? Where
1: at? They in, in the community? streets
0: burning masks. I I don't know if it was in that community per se, but I definitely protest. I got to read up on it, you know. Uh, but it was protest, and it was uh, the anti-mask. They were they were burning masks in the street, and it's like, yo, this is crazy. Which I always like, always we like this about that community mask. is that that's where the black hotep conspiracy theorists community and the Hasidic community overlap of, like, okay. anti vaxxing and, and, and fuck these masks and everything. Damn, they're hating the government. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, people people have been relaxed on it. I mean, outside of the Hasidic community even, you know, because they kind of stand to themselves anyway, so it's a matter of almost like, well, mm, I don't know. But, yeah, it's definitely starting to spike, and they sent the kids back to school too, so it's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit is wild, man. The flu season's coming up. Flu season ain't even here yet. To where, yeah. once people start catching colds again, who's to say you know where it's coming from or how? But yeah, yeah that's
1: what the whole that's what the paranoia coming at that I be telling people, like, because the second wave, the most dangerous part is that the second wave gonna come in, and these doctors and nurses bedside manner when it comes to. Uh, being able to distinguish what COVID is or whatever it is, it's going to make it dangerous for people who don't have COVID but have flu-like symptoms. Mm. And this is what I'm telling somebody. I'm like, they're talking about a spike, but the spike is going to come off based on how these uh, health practitioners treat these victims or treat these patients. Because when when this thing first jumped off, bro, the bedside manner of these people were really... Really fucked up. Understandable, but it's still kind of fucked up because I remember when I first got tested, when this shit jumped off uh, in the emergency room, bro. They brought me in an emergency room, and they brought me in a room by myself. Mm-hmm. I was by myself, my wife couldn't come with me. The nurses didn't really fuck with you. Like, they ain't come inside and really check you or nothing. They just left you in the room by yourself. So, I mean, and I was like, I had like mild. Well, I thought it was mild symptoms, but it was really me just having a cold. I just went to go get checked to make sure. But I'm like, just from me sitting there alone and the nurse talking to me through a uh, through a speaker is enough to raise my anxiety level and to make me feel, you know, kind of right Which stress on your system uh, if I was really sick. You get what I mean? So it's like, you can almost think like, would somebody get worse if they really was, was you know had COVID or had serious symptoms? Would they get worse from that just just that bedside manner? You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, well, I get up. what
0: you're saying. Which is you know the kind of the thing with kids, and I mean every year those teachers get sick. But uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'm a tap. I'm a tag. Christiana Jackson, and we got her as our guest, and uh, you know, so she'll tap in here any minute now. I just tagged her and sent her the uh, link, so don't be alarmed by that. We'll chop it up. We'll wrap some comedy with her, some COVID updates. You know, shit is still weird right now because it's like, you know, I haven't really seen anybody. Shit, I don't even think I've seen you, but what, once? Yeah,
1: we, we connected at that, uh, in the back of that show. <laughs> yeah, that
0: uh, location that's to not be named. We don't want to get uh, picked up out of
1: feds. Yeah. If, oh, oh
0: you talking about Beirut? My <laughs> right <laughs> gotta use code names lebanon, and shit Now lebanon well all that bombing was going oh on. no <laughs> hey man it is what it is man which i i don't know man perspectives yeah. are just so different like it was a it was a young comic it was a young comic at the show and he was talking with me and uh was it me and Matthew Broussard? And, and you know, Broussard's on the Daily Show and shit. And he was talking about comics stealing uh, jokes or whatever at an open mic. Ah. And it's just me and I think Matt were both kind of having a hard time with like, who would steal a joke at an open mic? Almost of like, <laughs> you know, taking you back right. a little. Just like, damn, man, the stakes are so low. Like, why is that even a thing you would do? right but I mean it was just it was just funny hearing his perspective from the bottom because he was like so mad about that shit. and me and Matt just kind of were like uh you know with thieve and uh you know it doesn't really matter you, you know yeah. they never learn to write. and 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 you know that's that's always the thing like there's a comic back in Indiana uh, I think that's her hey hey Cristiana.
2: how are you hey,
3: how are you guys great
0: Good. 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 Dope. Just, just coming from some shows. Uh, how how was the tea you made, Christian?
3: Uh, I haven't taken the sip yet, but I've had it before. I think it's going to be hot.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. From
3: outside, so I need to warm up.
0: Ah, coming in Did from outside.
1: Really What's that? Did you really just ask her how her tea
0: tastes? She literally just texted me about tea. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, so that was just, you know. So Christiana, well, uh right, time out, time out. Here time he out. goes. Christiana, what
3: what type of tea It's is a turmeric ginger tea.
1: That's the shit I wanna know. I know tea, hot nigga. I wanna know what type of tea she got. Cause that I'm a tea drinker. So I, that's what oh, I Oh like.
3: yeah, it's from it's from uh Trader Joe's.
0: Ah Oh, all right.
1: Oh, you uppity! I, I ain't never stepped.
3: Trader Joe's there. is so cheap. <laughs>
0: the girls love Trader Joe's, man. I just I noticed the scale of girls on the train that have bags and where they're coming from, and a lot of the hotter chicks, they they definitely are bougie though. I'll say that they have the Trader Joe's bags. I,
1: I don't know. I can't get out of my mind that Trader Joe's is short for slave trader. Joe's. Oh shit! I just can't get my. I, 'Cause white people are so happy to go there. Uh oh. And I'm like, and it's Trader Joe's. and I just Who I, I don't know. I, I, I that's a whole I've test never
0: test heard test that, that, but me neither. I will say that we have a bad habit as black people of damn near ruining everything with slavery. It's just like, oh my God. Like <laughs> like I get it. A lot of shit is because of that and I do it myself, but sometimes it's just like we didn't need that fact, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. Go to Trader Joe's and get some cheap tea. It's it's not bougie at all. Trader Joe's is like really cheap, pretty actually.
0: They do have that it's guy the that's. They do have that guy that's standing up higher than everybody, telling the cashiers what to do, and he's like an overseer. So thanks, Ibrahim.
1: He's a grand wizard too. He's a grand wizard. They <laughs> you know? don't even call him the manager. He's a grand wizard
0: ibrahim you just ruined everything yeah i know really it's like oh great so uh christiana uh first off i mean which i'll go ahead and give you the whole thing for this podcast is that uh a little bit uh i'm very into um small talk and shit like that i like to take my time and ibrahim he just likes to get down to business that's why he's over here like what what type of question is that what type of tea have you been having (laughs)
1: Inquirer minds want to know, because Christiana is a very well-traveled uh, young lady, and she's very, like, worldly, and she knows a lot of shit. You know what I mean? So I'm very interested in her taste. Oh, yeah. Taste.
3: Now, that makes you sense. Drink- this tea, I mean, this is... okay. Forget- you- go ahead. No, no, no. Go well, ahead. Go I was ahead. It's good. You know, like, turmeric is good for, like, anti-inflammation, and ginger is good for that, too and i am like on the brink right. of getting sick so i was like you make yourself some fucking turmeric tea man Bro.
1: Bro, no. do you uh do you put cream in do you like put like a uh, uh, milk in it like almond milk no like that well okay like nice you know drink?
3: what I, I if i i used to live part-time in dublin and when i would drink okay. black tea over there i would put a little cream in my in my tea but most, I drink mainly herbal. I don't yeah. really drink that many caffeinated teas, so I drink mainly herbal teas. I don't put any milk in All right. them.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. All right, yeah. So, my because my wife makes turmeric tea from scratch, and she um well, I think it's from scratch, and she makes it, and uh, that's why that, and I like she makes it that way. Now, last question and then still got it. All
0: right, what? All right, what, hold on. phone is clicking. Hold up.
1: I don't know. That's what I hear it too.
0: Yeah, because we were straight. I want to blame Christiana, but I don't want to. I mean, I'm just sitting
3: here on my couch. I'm not even moving.
0: (laughs) Be like, sir, that is your raggedy ass podcast. That is all your fault. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Someone outside? Do you got Bluetooth?
2: Do you got Bluetooth headphones?
0: I don't have any
3: headphones on. I'm just talking right into my phone.
0: Okay, me neither. Maybe it was my ass because I I stopped moving. It sounded like a horse was uh, trotting.
1: <laughs> yeah, every yeah, every time you talk, I hear. Oh, it. so it's me. Yeah, more likely. Yeah. All
0: right, we'll figure it out.
1: Maybe I should take it off the uh, charger here. All right. Yeah. So, last question, Chris What do you think is the best Puerto Rican coffee? Because I always get into this debate with people who who say café. Oh,
3: see now, now this is where I'm gonna get super bougie i don't really drink okay i didn't start Uh, drinking coffee until 2014 and i started drinking coffee in havana uh, cuba uh so yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm very particular with my coffee because i used to i tried it before but it was always like too strong or just like they over roasted the beans like starbucks for example so I think Cello's oh. good. But yeah. I usually buy like very particular coffee. Right now, I've been drinking coffee that I brought back from Mexico.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: C- can my, you say that
3: legally? My, yeah, yeah. The border is open.
0: Okay. Because I, I know, like, uh, when did you go to my Mexico? Was it recently?
3: Yeah, oh. I went. And I've been a bunch of times, but I just came. By. I was just there in August.
0: Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, so you went during the pandemic.
3: Hell yeah, man. It's time to break the fuck out. You know what? This is the blackest <laughs> I've seen Mexico. I was like, God damn, we're up in here. That's right, <laughs> It's about them time. flights was
0: cheaper. <laughs> them flights was cheaper. It was a lot of spirit airlines going. No, you know, on.
3: well, you know what it was? Because first I was like, damn, like right <laughs> when I got on the flight, I was like, damn, man, this shit's black as fuck. And then I realized. I think most Black folks go to other places in the Caribbean, but this, but Mexico is like the only, at the time was the only open border with no quarantine requirements. So I think people was like, "Yo, fuck it, man! It's still hot. It's still the Caribbean. Technically, it's still yeah." So I think that's why that shift happened. So I was like, "I know people, gotcha. people travel, but I
0: oh I yeah, we there. definitely travel." but uh like you were saying it's usually other locations and some spread out but you said it was more black um, self, so it like, was amazing hmm, that's interesting well yeah and i mean you know that that was one of my big issues with the whole you know the disease got over here through people traveling and it's like well trump could have closed the border but we would have made a lot of fuss and then as soon as we started peaking and uh having a bunch of cases, everybody shut their border to us.
3: Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, we're a mess.
0: (laughs) Right. I I don't blame them, but also for sometimes for us over here, it's like, well, keep the same energy of like, you know, if we'd have closed the border to China, you know, people would have been pissed and and raised hell about it. And it's like, obviously in China, they can't raise hell because their media is restricted and everything else. So (laughs) there's that.
3: (laughs) No, very much so. But, yeah, it's still open. If, if everybody wants to travel, because that's the thing. Like, I'm used to traveling a lot, as Ibrahim mentioned. So I already had trips planned this year. I was going to go back to Havana for, like, three weeks. Their border is closed, which I understand. You know, like, so I was like, I didn't Yeah. Especially once things started mounting and getting more and more tense, like, racially, I was like, this is a shitty time to be trapped in America. Like, I need to get out.
0: <laughs> I, I, right. And I'll, I'll I'll back up here a little bit because I wanna I wanna dig into that a little. bit. Ibrahim, what were you saying about coffee? What was that?
1: Man, it,
2: it's hey.
0: Already, hey man. <laughs> no, my
1: my favorite, right, my favorite coffee from Puerto Rico. Because I was getting in debate with the people with Cafe Bustelo and all that stuff. It's like when I get when I talk to Puerto Ricans in America that talk about Cafe Brucello it's almost like the same people who say like Jay-Z's the greatest rapper of all time it's like you're just saying it because it's a popular thing to say it's like it's not really if you really talk to anybody that drinks coffee so I like uh, Alto Grande that's why I'm about to say my favorite Puerto Rico
2: Alto, Alto, Alto Grande
1: that is like the they best. sell it here yeah that's some of the best coffee uh no that's the thing you can only buy it oh. in Puerto Rico it's called the the drink the drink of kings and queens. I mean, you can order it online and they have them ship it over. That yeah. shit is expensive, and that shit is worth every penny. You
2: almost
3: don't wow. think it's sugary. Wow, that's a that good tip good. for next time I go because I I do like good coffee. Bustelo is fine, but I, I don't I'm not like I don't really vibe with it. But it's like okay, cool, you know, I'll drink it. But I'm not like into Bustelo. It's a, it's so, fine. All
1: right, we we uh, yeah it's nice, it ain't alto grande, so. I will
3: try alto grande. That is
1: that is that is some sexy ass coffee. Like I felt boo. I felt like I shopped at slave Trader Joe's after drinking alto grande.
3: Wow. I yeah, I
1: used to <laughs> get so like,
3: when I used to go to Havana. I used to go at least like once a few times a year. I would get coffee. they are two different. Um, Cafes where they grind the beans, sorry, they roast the beans there and then they grind them there. So I used to, hmm. and then, but the, there's only one machine and it takes forever. So then I was like, yo, just buy the shit whole beans and then I would just take it to like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's and just put it in the grinder. What are they gonna say? That's not our coffee. i like, all right, well, I'm already grinding. Ah,
0: yeah, okay. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Just bringing in your own beans and grinding them <laughs> at Trader Joe's. Yeah, what are you gonna
3: say? Like, I'm here all the time. I spend money here all the time. <laughs> you, uh, get upset because I'm grinding my own coffee beans.
0: That's hilarious. You should you should do something to throw them off first. Make them think you work there. Like pull some shit to the front of the shelf and then do it and make them question themselves. Oh, I'd
3: rather. I kind of like the shadiness and the boldness of it. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?
0: There is something that just feels good about, like, not even breaking the law, but breaking certain rules and just like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I hopped the turnstile today, but I only did it because three agents did it in front of me. (laughs) And then I said, I'm going to see if the cops take all of us or (laughs) just me. And they took none of us. When I walked downstairs, they were standing right there. And I'm like, you know, fuck it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just gotta test and see how people. <laughs> Small victories, exactly. I said, "What the fuck am I paying for?" And they just jump in the turns now, like the three ninjas. And stuff. Uh,
1: what if you? What if they, What if they gave? What if the city gave you almost like a, a punch card, but like you get so many like chances to thumb your nose at authority, and it's like every time the cops let you go, they punch your card <laughs> before you can get arrested.
0: I wish they you would get a citation. That'd be All right, so listen, not not to piss y'all off but because we're flowing right now, but that clicking noise is really getting on my nerves, so we're going to try okay. this again. I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to put both of y'all in a group message and leave the link there. Okay, we'll cool. see what happens. Okay. All right. You right. got one? Hey. Yeah, I don't hear nothing. I hear you, but I think it's because you're driving.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying I he- I don't hear that, that noise.
0: Oh, okay. That shit went away.
1: Yeah, so it had to be Christiana.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> blame the black woman. That's, that's the name of the game we playing with Kamala out here roaming the streets? I don't know. Hey, man, it is what it is. Black woman kind of fired up. Well, I put her in the chat, too, so she should be joining us soon. She might be pouring that tea. Yeah, I
1: was about
0: to say that she might be uh, pouring another cup. Pouring that tea on, up. uh. So we'll wait for her to get up in here, and we'll start. We'll start in comedy, I guess, and work our way out to the debates and all this bullshit that's been going on, man. Which it's so crazy, but it's like the first debate, the president Trump and uh, Joe Biden. That yep. shit feels like it was three months ago. Uh,
1: huh. With so much, with so much shit
0: that didn't happen, right? Yeah, because he caught the virus. He was there mocking, <laughs> mocking Joe Biden. Oh man, what he say to him? Uh, you got the your mask gets bigger every time I see you. And it's like, <laughs> Joe got the last laugh on that one. Like, yeah, buddy. Uh, about that. Yeah, he uh, said that about that whole debate was
1: he brought up his son's uh, drug habits. Oh, the like, God damn. Yeah. I I hear, I hear. Uh-oh. It's, is it's it me? Perfect. I'm back. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, it's definitely you.
3: Hold on. Is it better now? Way better. Yeah. Nope. Uh, no, he's back. Why is this happening?
0: Cause it's see, angry. I wasn't... I wasn't gonna single her out. I don't want her to feel bad. No, like, I
3: mean it's a factual thing. Nothing <laughs> personal. I'm like, God damn, I don't know what's I don't know why though, because I'm not doing anything.
1: It's it's better now. I don't know, uh, do you got your Wi Fi on or something?
3: Nope.
1: Okay.
3: Hold on, let mind. me let me look in my settings. Nope. Uh, uh, no. Oh my blue oh maybe that's why. My Bluetooth was on but not connecting.
0: Maybe yeah, that's yeah. maybe mm. that's
3: what it was. Yeah,
2: I
0: told you. We'll hope that's what it was. Nope. I, I'm laughing over here because I thought it was gonna make it better, and it might have actually made it worse. Hey, hey. Like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna try to uh, <laughs> y'all like my shit. Y'all like my connection? Do your own fucking podcast. Oh no, I feel bad because I don't know what's going.
3: I'm trying to troubleshoot it on my end.
0: Hey, listen, we in a pandemic, and uh, they gonna it's take- a little bit. of... A little bit of crackling noise is, is what sets somebody off. I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> If that's the worst thing that happens in 2020, uh, which I'll ask, I mean, because we haven't seen each other. I mean, we used to bump into each other kind of regularly.
1: Hell yeah, we used how, to all the time. How, been,
0: how well, have you Christina. been through? What was that?
1: I've seen Christiana a couple
0: of times. See, I haven't, but you've been out here in the streets.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> If I ain't booked, I ain't been rolling. I mean, you know. No, that's smart.
3: It's 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 getting like it's kinda of getting insane. Like today I came back from the show and I was like, really, bitch, how much longer are we gonna do this? Like, it's it's getting cold. It's getting real.
0: Yeah, that's that's what me and Ibrahim was talking about a little bit up top of how, you know, comedy went away. What what I guess quarantine happened in the middle of March. So like March fifteenth. Comedy that's kinda March. went away and it, it went away, as, at least in New York City, till about, what, I'd say probably like the end of June, July? No,
3: I'd say like end of, I think, I feel like I started doing my first show's end of May. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Or maybe early
0: June. Well, I'll say for me about June is when we started to kind of try to get back out there towards the end of June for myself. Yeah, yeah. But I'll say... We all kind of have gotten somewhat used to being in parks and being in you know rooftops and wherever else. And it's getting sad now because we're all realizing, like, oh shit, the bad weather's coming. Winter's yeah. coming. I, I have so to, yeah,
3: I have to say it's been like the past two weeks. I have felt very sentimental because it's you know the writing's on the wall, and I have felt like yeah, just like. Uh, I mean, I'm just generally pretty filled with gratitude and, you know, especially, like, to be doing comedy and with everything going on, I just feel very proud of, like, the fact that we're New York Comics and the fact that people have found a way to keep it going, you know, it's like, I'm very, very grateful for that and I'm very grateful for every time someone asks me to do a show, but then it's also, yeah. yeah, man, shit's dwindling down. I, you know, I'm, I don't feel well. Like, <laughs> like, I felt fine for a while. And then I started to feel a little sick. And then I started getting better. Now I'm starting to feel a little sick again. It's like, yeah, we're not supposed to be out in the cold for, like, hours.
0: Right. No matter
3: how bundled up you are, it's not normal to be out in, like, you know, 60, 60-something yeah. degree weather. So,
0: it, And it's not even cold yet. It's, it's just not hot anymore. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm starting so, to get a little, I've been getting sad, like at shows. I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. Like,
0: no, nah, I feel you. And I got to say, the ones I've been doing were pretty packed because nobody had to work. Yeah. School clothes and there was no indoor dining. Yeah. And then last week, when indoor dining came back, and the week before, when the gyms came back and school came back. I noticed the change of, like, oh, shit, it's 5 o'clock, and all of a sudden, people have somewhere else to be. Yes,
3: now. I agree with that completely. Yeah.
0: The shows are a little more thin, you oh, know? Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, it, yeah, it's starting to, uh, also, I just think people are also probably just, like, I don't want to be outside in the cold. <laughs> I mean, like, right, right. part of me is, like, maybe we should follow the audience's lead. Like, maybe they're a little smarter than we are, more cautious. Like, for us, yeah. we feel like we have to do it. But it's also like, should we be outside? <laughs> Probably not.
0: Yeah. And I've definitely had to balance that. of Like, look, man, everything else is just about an entertainment has an off season of it. football, basketball, you name it. So it's like, all right. I decided somewhere around March, like, I don't give a fuck what's going on. I'm not doing anything, you know? Yeah. And it's like actual fear getting the virus in March and April, and even a little bit of bang, and then once it got kind of hot out and some of the restrictions got lifted, it's like, all right, I'm probably going to survive. If someone has me do a show, I'll just probably, you know, the most trouble I've had is even different from the comics. Yeah.
3: It's tough because are used we- to being around each other.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen each other in months, so it's a lot of hugging, a lot of elbow bumping going on, and you know, yeah. that that's the most dangerous I feel is when we're all kind of hanging and Words. we might just we, a stop behind, yeah, a we tree. let the guards down, right? And we might okay. just set stop behind a tree or something, that's like, and you know, you might be dishing dirt, somebody bombing, and you don't want to say that shit loud, loud, so you got to close. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's true. The other thing I was To hate on the comic on stage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One thing I was thinking about too is like I was like, oh okay. Like when I started to feel a little sick, I like canceled my plans for the next day, and then I stayed in. But I was, and then you know I've been just been taking like vitamins regularly, right? But then I was okay. like, okay, I'm doing that. But if everyone else around me is still like living regularly, there's just more germs that we're gonna be like gonna be around, you know, like, so I'm like, even if I try to do whatever I gotta do, if I'm around people who aren't taking care of themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which
1: comics are notorious
3: for? You? Oh my god, yeah.
0: Yeah. This should almost be two lists of comedy of like, alright, who don't give a fuck? Y'all <laughs> go on the east side of Manhattan and do shows and people that are very cautious on the, on the west. <laughs> yeah, I mean, split us <laughs>
3: that's like one thing, I was like, man, Brooklyn is lawless, like I was like Brooklyn, people don't give a fuck, like where are the cops, how is so much happening it's a lawless world where are the cops? Shit.
0: so I guess, uh, we'll back it up a little, uh, I mean how, how long have you been doing comedy and what made you get into comedy oh
3: shit, okay, so I've been doing comedy for a little over seven years uh i'm one of those people where i mean when i was a kid i feel like that was one of the first personality traits that i identified in myself uh was that i thought i was funny um at like three or four years old but i also knew that like not everybody would think i was funny so it was a dual recognition of like okay like i know i knew that i was funny but i also knew like shit not everyone's gonna like Understand how I think things are funny,
1: um, and, and then I—you recognize bombing really early. <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean it's kind of sad too. The party's like, God damn, what kind of a, what what was going on that at like four? I was like, not everyone's gonna
0: like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you did have a very clear vision of like uh sometimes it's gonna go well and other times not so. Yeah, well. yeah. I was,
3: I mean, part. Of, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty introspective for like you know
1: still learning ABCs, for that age. And I was like, mm-hmm, that one didn't work. Yeah. Okay. Very- um, they are like create. Christina, what you want to be when you grow up? You're like a road comic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well,
3: well, I grew up. My, my parents are both performing artists, so I actually rejected that life for a very long time because it sucks.
0: Ah. Yeah, it
3: sucks. You know, like
0: what do they do? Do jazz or uh, actresses? Uh,
3: my stepdad was a Was a jazz and classical pianist, and then my mom did a little bit of everything. She like. When we were little, she taught voice lessons. Uh, she had a performing arts group for kids, and we learned like acting techniques and uh, okay. dance and all kinds of stuff. And then, like now, she's like more. And then my parents used to perform together. The, my mom would do storytelling, my dad would accompany her, and then they had all costumes and shit that I had to stay up late, ironing. That's, that's kind of beautiful. Work. No, it sucked no, 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 it sucked. It sucked. Uh, it friends, sucked. I haven't. Because you were the always homework. the audience member. Well, I it was it, it's you know it was work. I think that's the thing. I just kind of understand about comedy. It's like you know people will be like, oh, who's your mom? I'm like, no, most artists are nobody. That's just because they dedicate their. Yeah, you kind of corporate.
0: understand the scale. And I mean, I, I I shouldn't say I struggle with that, but just I think my uh I don't think my friends or that the average person understands that. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll tell a I'll tell a brief story and super brief. And I won't say who, but one time we were doing a show and uh, Linux is it corner social. That's oh, yeah. twenty six and Linux in Harlem. Right. Word. And uh, what's yeah. that? Where? Oh, no, I, said word. I said word. I said word. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we were doing a show and for some reason, the person who put the show together, which was a comedian, just said that, you know, like the beer sponsor or the, uh, I want to say the, uh, owner of the spot just wanted this girl to host. I think I was at that okay. was a long time ago, right? And
3: she was just subject. That's
0: so funny. Cause I was Thinking you were there, but I didn't want to say who. But I remember I that show. Out there. But, I'm a, but I'll tell the story for people listening. Sorry, of, yeah. You know, the girl goes, and I mean, she might have been like, I don't know. What, what do they call them now? Personalities and shit from Instagram or some kind of shit like that she was. Anyway, she would not, like, she kept telling the audience, these guys are amateurs. Oh, these yeah. guys are amateurs. And I'm watching the, the comedians kind of squirm in their chair every time she says it, you know. Don't set the standards too high. These guys are amateurs. That's right. I said amateurs. So lower your expectations. She was everything you would never do as the host of a fucking comedy show. And I'll never forget the girl goes one of the girl comedians Word. goes on stage and she goes, I don't know what the fuck that bitch is talking about. I've been on BET, I've been on this, I've been on that. Clap for me, everybody. Like, I'm gonna do my own fucking intro. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> and that was one of the funniest things I ever seen. But I said all that to say I, I don't think normal people understand that there's so many people in between being famous. Like, there's a lot of gray yeah. areas. They just think, oh, you're either famous and I know who you are or yeah. you're nobody. Right. And it's like, nah, motherfucker, you don't know actors. Everybody that, you know, becomes a big actor did Broadway. Yeah. And you, you can't name what they were in. You just remember their first movie. And it's like, nah, that's the first time. Yeah, did. exactly. You saw them, yeah. Exactly.
3: Like, most working artists are doing it in complete obscurity. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that's... I thought, why like i I had a day job i worked in real estate 15 years and i know that i was just basically trying to be uh as financially stable as i could because i grew up in complete like instability very like okay that's we interesting know, in the mail blah blah blah. what are we getting paid for this we have this you know like gigs We're like there were seasons to it as you mentioned like my parents would have, like, a lot of gigs, then it would, like, peter out, and this and that. I mean, it was... So I, I grew up, like, knowing, like, this shit is... It's a very hard life. Uh, mm. And, you know, it's not... It's not pretty. You know, like...
0: Yeah, it's damn near feast or fans in the line. Yeah.
3: You know, and then like once again, like you can dedicate your life to the arts and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. I mean, just as much as you can be successful and people forget about you too, but like at least you had a taste of something. But uh, but yeah, anyway, I but then I started writing comedy before I started performing it. So I would write jokes hmm. and then like I started properly writing sets, I'd say in two thousand twelve. And then two thousand thirteen okay. is when I started, like, actually going on stage and doing mics and shit. But you know, it's I I like uh, I don't I don't need a lot, but I do like being comfortable. So that's and I don't need a lot to be comfortable. Like <laughs> I mean, I just I don't like but money stress is to me the worst. That shit will break me. Uh, I always say if anyone ever nah yeah me, like, I killed myself because I owed someone money. Like I hate that shit, but. You know, I, I also just realized like, okay, it's 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 time to like, you know, leap and just focus on comedy. And then, you know, pandemic happened. Nah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all felt like we were moving on up and then kaboom, there it is. So which I to your point, I, I get so many in being from Indianapolis and not from New York. I get so many comedians from other places that I knew from back home or whatever that are like, yo, I'm coming out to New York, da 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 how do I start getting paid comedy? Uh-huh. I'm like, yo, you gotta figure out life and rent in New York 100%. First. And I just renewed my cabin license like literally the other day. It cost my ass $250 to do it and it's like, damn, when I looked at the date, I was like, oh, shit. It's been eight wow. years. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, it's definitely figuring out, you know, how you're going to live and make a living first and then worrying about the gigs and stuff, which I see a lot of people do that backwards and then boom, six months going by, they are back.
3: Yeah, home. or they end up quitting altogether because it's just too much stress. That's why, like, I worked and saved to be able to quit. Because uh, I, gotcha. I yeah, I saved for like four years to be able to quit. My job,
0: my big job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you, did you quit before yeah, the Yeah, I quit last or... summer. God, no,
3: dang. I'm glad, actually, <laughs> because then it was an easier transition for me because I was used to being home during the day. So it wasn't okay. that bad. Yeah. It just was weird because that night I'd be like, well, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> what?
2: i like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah the the I think day,
3: that's- all right, I've been cooking, I've been, like, doing stuff, a lot of laundry, whatever, writing, doing whatever, and then I'd be like, wait, something feels so off now, I'm here and it's dark out, so.
0: Yeah, I think that's where we all were, Of just like, damn, <laughs> you know, nothing, even at seven o'clock, it was when I started getting itchy, Of like, well, usually by now, even if I'm off from work, I'm you know, doing shows or yeah. something right now. And then even like around 11 or so, I just go out. because It's like, yo, I'm used to just coming home. Oh, now. yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment. Uh, Who, who like was some of your influence like? Who were who some of the people you like look um, up to?
3: In well, growing up, I watched a lot of sketch. Like I grew up, I'm 39. So I grew up in the in the height of like sketch in the 90s. Which is, it, hmm. I don't know, like, I mean, okay, well, obviously, growing up in the 90s, also, I loved the classics. Like, I loved Chappelle, I loved Chris Rock, like, obviously. But, like, I, when I think about, like, right. where where I kind of divert a little bit, definitely, like, I loved sketch. That, to me, was like, I grew up in a very small town in Jersey, and so, like, it was, it was very white, very blue-collar. So everyone kind of knew about certain comedians, but then I would find sketch shows, and that felt like a little secret like window into another world for me. Uh, so I, I, you know, SNL was great in the 90s, and Living Color was obviously on, uh, amazing, uh, Kids in the Hall from Canada, I used to watch that, and then I used to watch The State on MTV, which was only on for a few years.
0: Yeah, MTV—they—they they had a lot of good shows that would be on for three months, <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Oh, it must have yeah, just I know, been right? me." You're
3: like, "Did anyone else catch that shit?"
0: <laughs> you know, I was looking at on Disney. They had like an adult Spider Man oh. years ago that I used to watch, and I mean, it was like adult. Like he'd be smashing oh. Mary Jane. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, still in the spider suit. No, you like that is not webbing <laughs> on that suit. <laughs> so, yeah, MTV had that joint. They, they yeah, had a they few were. joints. Didn't they have like a butt head? Man butt head. Shit? Well, I, now I remember that, but head. I'm saying they had like a dude. They had a dude with like oh, a, a shape of yeah. like a butt. I'm, they had a lot of strange stuff. Remember, See, like the uh, yeah, the purple yeah, girl in the suit yeah. yeah the girl in the purple suit it yeah, used, she, she used to be and I think that's and I think that's why now you know obviously it's a running joke I think Kanye said in one of his raps you know that'll be the same day MTV <laughs> played video. that was a little joke and it's like yeah that shit make you feel old now turning on <laughs> All reality shows and shit mm-hmm. now, which is so weird because we got to see the beginning of reality TV, the real yeah. world and stuff, and now that's all TV is. It's just like people arguing. It's like, yo, I live in the real world. I don't, when I come home and turn on the TV, I don't want to see the real Word. world. Like I just, I just finished arguing with my girl. I don't want to fucking watch. The, are the funniest thing about the real world is I used to
1: watch every year to see them try to throw the black dude out the house. <laughs>
0: every yeah, year. which I love because you can't do any jokes because it feels like Chappelle did them all. Real, uh, the oh, mad yeah. real world yeah. stitch. But I remember that's what's crazy. I is, remember- uh, now, you know, doing comedy shows around New York, you bump into all those people. Like I saw uh, Christopher Finnegan a few weeks ago. We did a show in Central Park, and you want to just be like, "Dude, you're (laughs) cat from (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) real world." (laughs) This is a little strange with him talking to you, but that's also one of the things I try to tell people. You know, when they ask about me a comedy, like it's, it's really dope, but it's like, how competitive is it? It's so competitive. You're competing with, with people that yeah. were on TV years ago. Mm-hmm. The people you grew up watching. You know? Yeah, I it, so it is a little wild when you're like sitting in the veils and you look up sometimes at the link of the veils and you're like, wait. You still get yeah, the yeah, veils? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you don't even necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just a reminder of like, yo. is yeah, a hard thing. Yeah, you can come and go up. You
1: can yeah, you can come
0: right back down. Not just that you can come right back down, but I'll say, how do I say this? Uh, just that it's hard. And I mean, the amount of people that are famous from this or recognizable are so well, small. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's such a small percentage of people. Uh, so, with that being said, I guess I'll ask for you. What? what two things one what has your what do you feel like your personal experience has been in comedy as a woman and as a black woman and you know how's that
3: Uh, oh I think it's just it's an extension of like everything else where I just feel like I have to I have to be as good and better all the time I, I don't feel like I can have an off night. but mm. I mean, it happens. It happens to everyone. But I know that when it... If it happens for me, I know that it is looked at heavier than if it happens for anyone mm. else on a lineup. Um, I don't it's know, right. one, one thing I was thinking about is just how comedians of color... You know, when you only have, like, one spot or two spots you can occupy in a lineup... We're just literally getting less space to succeed and less space to fail, which a lot of comedy, is, yeah, you have to you learn. Yes. From mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. is like that, but especially in comedy. Definitely. It's like it's, we it's, ha- sorry, sorry go ahead.
0: It's such... No, I was just saying it's a microcosm of, like, yeah. everything.
3: It's like, okay, so mm-hmm. if I get this spot, first of all, the amount that I've had to grind to get this spot... And then what I what is expected of mm-hmm. me is to bring it at that same level. There's no oh okay. I remember I, I hosted mm-hmm. a show uh, last year and and like the feature said to me before he went up, he's like, I'm gonna bomb tonight and I was just like, What? Like I can't even. I, it happens, but I can't even allow myself the space to think that way.
0: That. It's like you what?
3: better go and you better up. perform. Only.
0: So he he said to you, no, "You better not himself. bomb tonight." He's like, I "No," he said, "He felt like," tonight.
3: and I just like, "What?" Like, oh, that's I can't, funny. I can't what, <laughs> even if I. I can't say that to myself. I can't allow myself to do that. I have. Yes. To, I mean, obviously, it happens, but I can't. That can't be part of my narrative. Like, because if I bomb, then a bunch of doors are just slamming closed, Period. There's no like second chance.
0: Yep. Yeah, and that's yep. the thing I think is it's harder for us to get the chance, and once we get the chance, that's it. If we fuck yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good, I I, uh-huh. I think Chris Rock was talking about that. He was saying, you know. Black comics or black people in general, in order to get the show, you already have to be famous. And he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, they'll give John Mulaney a TV show. No one knows who fuck Word. John Mulaney is, and I mean the only black comic I can really think of that got that without being famous was uh, yeah. Gerard Carmichael. But mm-hmm. everybody else, he was like, yeah, they'll give Ray J a show because Ray J's been yeah. famous for ten years. Now, who's to say how talented or whatever, but that's one point Rock was making that I felt. And I mean, it's literally just yes. a microcosm. It's like Obama being super qualified and Trump not having any experience. It's like, how long yep. do you think before just a rich black dude is your president? Yeah,
3: exactly. I, I One thing <laughs> that I will say, well, two things. One, I will say this, like, obviously comedy is super white, and it's a lot of white dudes. So yes. I do feel like a slight advantage growing up and just goofing off with a bunch of white dudes growing up. Like, it's not too much of a... It's like, oh yeah, I used to do this shit like, in elementary school. Like me, goof around with a bunch of white dudes. But also yeah, yeah. Back then as well. Like, yeah. okay, well, first of all, if we're all goofing around, I'm the one who's going to get in trouble. And then I have to excel and be so much better than them uh, as a student. <laughs> like, so uh, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, right. a lot of women of color, I do uh, understand. The police, not just women, people of color do talk about how white comedy is, and it is super white. So, but I do feel like, okay, I mean, between that and then working in real estate, which is a white male dominated space. I'm just used to already being in those types yeah. of situations and having to
0: navigate
3: that. I don't like it, but I don't, I can say like this is what it is. I've, you know, i this
0: is so, so you kinda already know the play, which yeah, I I had a uh, white guy, you know, that was drinking the uh Joe Rogan juice a little hard and we were in a car. Me, him and I'll say a white girl comic and, and he just kept talking about how nobody wanted straight white men and after a while I just said to him bro name the club bookers in New York and the what color are they I said if you can't if you can't figure it out there's just no hope for you and like listening to you complain is the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life <laughs> like and I mean mind you we were in the car and, and I mean two hours drive so you know two hours on the way, two hours back, and by the third hour on the way back, I was just like, "All right, bro, like we're not doing this." You know, you name them, you know, because they love to complain. And you know, straight white males it's like, actually, as a black man, i have been all of yeah, gay and straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the hosts from Johnny Carson all the way up are white guys. So yeah, yeah. Like, let so not. There's a anything.
3: glass ceiling, a hundred percent.
0: um Entry level comedy position is, you know, you do a five minute set on a late night TV show, and you know, right now there's no shortage of them. I mean, what do you got? Seth Meyers, you got Kimmel, you got Fallon. You can't figure out how to relate (laughs) to them, but Christiana Mm -hmm. can. You're you're doing horrible. Yeah, I mean, people
3: that complain about yeah not getting booked, I'm like, I don't know what you got to figure out, but figure it out because you have less of a a challenge than a lot of us. Um, I will say as a woman, what's in, and as a black woman, one thing that's interesting, um, that most women have challenges with comedians and, you know, like sliding in DMs and shit. Not me. I think I uh, terrify most comics, and I think also I think I don't appeal to them <laughs> um, as a sexually confident woman or and or just as a black woman, period. So it is interesting being a fly on the wall and hearing from my friends, white women comics, yeah. what comics, they're constantly sliding in their DMs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's... that's a- innocent because they'll just think oh this person's talking to me you know like oh do you know so and so and I'm like yeah "Yeah, I've known them for five years they have never accepted my friend request every time I go on stage they leave the room so that is one thing that's interesting to see Hmm. women comics who are given attention uh, by other comedians black Hmm. comedians that and these people literally will don't, won't even be a head nod when we pass each other. So that's a very interesting thing to observe. Well. And
0: uh, So I guess I from this side of it, what I see to your point and what you're talking about is even the black male comics are only looking for black girls that meet European beauty standards. And if they don't meet those standards, mostly, then in their mind, they damn near don't exist, like you're saying. And the funniest part about that, then, is watching them go on stage and talk uh about racism for 10 minutes. Oh, my God.
3: I love it. I love it. Yes. You go talk about how difficult your struggle is and never even say hello to me. I'm not saying we gotta be cool. I'm not the kind of person yeah, gonna her, you know what I mean. Like, but you talk about how difficult it is, and yet you sneak yourself around white people. I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't, but it's like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a bit sick. And what's so funny is, and I mean, I the funnier part for myself is after being here so long and kind of working circles around some of these people is I say to myself. And that got you nowhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) A little bit, you know, playing those games. But yeah, I I definitely do see it. And I mean, you know, there are certain comics who shall remain nameless, you know, whole hour specials. And it's like, aren't you married to a white woman? But half this special is about racism and white racism. Mm -hmm. But I guess at a certain point, hell, they're talking what they know. (laughs) But I will. I will say this, two things for that I observe for women comics. I guess I could say lady comics. Uh, I don't even know. I feel like I'm getting myself in trouble as soon as I say that. But uh, one is... Um, what the hell was I about to say? Oh, people think one is diversity, and I always think that's funny of like, one isn't diverse at all. It's a bare minimum, you know. And whenever it comes to women comics, I always think something I learned, you know, working retail was the workers are supposed to match the mm-hmm. demo of the customers. And I don't think that's ever even considered that it's like, yo, if we being real, most people that are here at the comedy club are <laughs> on a date. So that means uh-huh. at least 50% of your audience will say 40 because this is New York. And, you know, it's a very diverse LGBT percentage here. So we'll say 45 is women. So Uh to put one woman up there puts a lot of weight on their shoulders of kind of what you were saying earlier of like, well, if she bombs, if a white guy bombs and there's six white guys on the show, people leave here saying Matt was not funny. Yeah, mm. The woman bombs. People exactly. leave here going, "Women, yeah, women aren't fun, right?" And it's some, sometimes for black male comics too, of like, yeah, you know, when they got one of us there for diversity reasons, it's like, well, that guy, you know, bombed, and people leave here thinking, "Man, I just, you know, yeah, black exactly. male comics That's the just problem aren't with fun." Having only the one point.
3: slot for one other. It's like, okay, well now, yeah, you're the whole opinion, right. Your your whole opinion of that. Whatever that other is, it's like, well, well, that whole group of people aren't funny. And it's like, we well, only <laughs> saw one of them, and maybe they're trying yeah. to jokes. Do they add an off night? Maybe like whatever. But uh
0: Right. And it's like, exactly. you know, per the demo of your audience, at least two. two. Two is to me the beginning of us talking about diversity, but until then it's just like uh accident especially not that for New York. At all.
3: And actually I like that that's a very good point though, because yeah, most of, most like that's one thing I was thinking about in terms of dating. Like so many comic, male comics have girlfriends, right? And then so many female comics, we don't have right. boyfriends as much, I feel like. But part of it is like you go to a show hmm. and very few single men at comedy shows. So, who the fuck are you going to be? Right. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of single women go.
0: Because ain't shit funny about being single. <laughs> Nothing funny as a man about being single. Now, once once you get a girl, it's like, shit, we need to get out the house. You know. Mm-hmm. Y'all put that pressure oh, on us. Die. Y'all make I us go like somewhere. Going.
3: I'm a homebody. Yeah, I think I would be... I, I mean, to a certain point, it's like, yeah, let's <laughs> do some shit. But, fuck, man. Uh, but, no, most... I,
0: yeah, that is always
3: no. Most normal women definitely what we say.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. They want you to take them somewhere. And then as men, we go shit. I'm tired <laughs> of entertaining them. I let these comedians. Hopefully, they do a job. Shit. So yeah, there's that aspect of it. Now, now I'm gonna get to the bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you one one thing, and I'm curious to see what you say about this. And- I just been observing it as I'm back out in the streets doing shows, and I'll say this about some of the lady comics: what what is the trend of like the unironic lady comedian, right? So, as a host, every now and then I'll be hosting, and you'll have these girls say to you, "Do not, can you not mention me being a female or being a woman comic, right?" There's that some of them will take it even further of like, you know, can you not mention my body when you bring me to the stage? And it's just like, the funniest shit about that is as soon as they get on stage, they're like, (laughs) so as a woman and as a female, and the hardest part about being a girl comedian is and, you know, bitches be burping too, (laughs) and, you know, Follow me at Hot Lady Comic Chick if you like me. If you didn't like me, suck fucking ovaries. It's just like, okay, is this an inside uh, joke?
3: Okay, yeah. Okay, I will. Okay, um, I don't. I hear what you're saying, and I've observed that. Not. I mean, I, when I host, I'm a woman, so they don't care what I say, right? Or or yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Right. I do understand it. I do also know I don't I don't say anything. Like I won't say like don't mention that I'm a woman or anything like that because I don't really I don't know. I'm just I am usually just trying to like just I'm not focused on it. Uh but I do understand it to a point. Right. I remember one time very early, like like year one in comedy. Someone brought me up. I have been brought up, and certain things have been mentioned about me that I think, well, that's not really necessary. Like we don't need to bring up my tit size. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> he couldn't help himself. I, hold on now. You you just said that they, these male comics weren't getting at you, but now you're like, look, the DMs. No, the I mean it's not appropriate
3: at all because. But it's it's just kind of, it's weird. <laughs> it's like, well,
0: what are you doing that for? You know what I mean? Like... Nah, nah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm, only... Hey, break. They bring her
1: to the stage like, man, you won't believe these girls' titties. <laughs> <laughs> it's, her, she it's like, what? Like, did you used to host that? No, club?
0: What, what was that stuff? about? I mean, I... So I, no, don't
3: even, I guess it's not anything enough that my... Uh, I have a list of pettier reasons to whatever, beefs with people, but like, I do understand it because sometimes it's just kind of like, it It can't, depending on how it's, I think it, it all depends. It's like anything, depending on how it's said, like it can be a little demeaning as if, because I think it also depends on, on, well, I think it also depends, oh, yeah. sorry, just, just in general, that's how I feel about compliments, right? if you are used to being complimented or if you're used to society affirming your attractiveness, then if someone does it, you, mm-hmm. it, it hits differently. You know what I mean? Like, if someone on it's like when people talk about catcalling, for example. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a small, shitty, blue-collar white town. Nobody found me attractive. So when I moved to New York, I was like, I didn't realize I had nice lips. Thank you. Like, you know, <laughs> I was like, these are actually this is actually uh, (laughs) a nice confirmation like oh okay good i'm glad you appreciate xyz i mean there's a point obviously where it's not it gets scary but like in general it's like you know if someone's like have a nice day beautiful that hits different for me as a black woman who's not it's my beauty is not affirmed in society so i
0: gotcha so yeah, it it, it it and I mean for myself, two things. Which one, whenever one of the lady comics or somebody says that to me, I always one is I know I know someone has done it and that's why they're saying it, which I mean to me it's always just like common sense So, like I mean, you know equality, right? If I don't look at the guys and say this next guy got huh. some giant ass nuts uh Anyway, his name is whatever, whatever it's like, but I do definitely think, you know, on the lighter side as a host, when you bring guys up, it's a lot more natural because you're saying, you know, this next guy. So once someone says, don't mention my name, you're kind of like, well, I was going to say this next girl only because yeah, before I, mean, I said also, this next At a
3: certain point, they know because you take the stage also from your name I don't. I've never been nitpicking. Right. When someone says I'm a woman, because also sometimes, especially if it's been a bunch of dudes, I mean the the audience will be happy to see. I've seen people's mm-hmm. faces like, "Oh, well, thank God a woman is coming up," you know.
2: So.
0: Yeah, but I've also heard opposite from some comedians where they're like, "That puts a lot of pressure on me. Once you make it known, this is the only girl." This is Um, all 'all y'all getting.
3: Yeah, I I had a show once. uh, It was on Valentine's Day, and I was the only woman on the lineup. And someone up top, I think it was mentioned I was the only woman. And I said up top, I was like, I'm the only woman on this fucking lineup, so you know how funny I must be. I'm the only one here. Like, you guys, you know know how funny I must be. You got right. I'm the only woman on the lineup.
0: Got right down to it, which I feel like that can work one of two ways, though. I feel like that can backfire a little too, to where they like, or <laughs> they just oh no, to everyone cool spot, knew why the fuck so, I like, was on that oh, fucking no,
3: no. show. Oh, <laughs> right,
2: yeah, here we go, here we go, <laughs> buckle up, let's go, let's go.
0: So, so, I think what I was pointing out to you, and I'll see how you feel about this theory, and Ibrahim, of course, you can chime in too. What my first feature spot I did was in Illinois in a club, and I, I mean, right outside of Chicago. And the the owner, of white guy, told me, I, "I like you. You know, you're you're a, you're not a black comedian. You're a comedian who's black." Now, first off, I was very young, so I was like twenty, so I could barely even get in the damn place, and I was like, what "The fuck does that mean?" I got to say, after being comedy, what, damn, near 15 years now, I fully understand what he meant. What what he meant was, you know, your thing doesn't come first. And I think that's what I was kind of expressing with some of those girl comics to where it's like, hey, are you saying that to be funny? Because you just told me not to mention but your entire act is built around you know, lady this. You know, before I got tits, after I got tits. As a, so, I guess what I was expressing is that same kind of sentiment of, you know, and, and and I mean I could do this variation on and on. Right, there are comedians who are fat that don't mention their weight. Uh, you know, somebody like a Patrice O'Neill. And yes. then there are fat comics of like every two jokes, they're mentioning food, they're mentioning their weight, and it's just like, motherfucker, right. get it. we can all see it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think
2: I'm bullshitting? Yeah. I got some snacks on me right now.
3: I just like, dog. I, <laughs> I, I we, we... wrote down a note to myself, which was, I hate when fat people do fat-ass things. Because I am fat, but I'm not like. <laughs> there, there, I had a couple in inter- I don't swipe on fat dudes on Tinder. And then I was like,
0: oh, okay, I'm but like you're a not, Did you I say mean, you're I'm fat?
3: All man's weight.
0: Shut <laughs> That, that, you know, we're not having know. that. I mean, That's going to be some type of hate crime like, in the future. Allowing a woman listen, to say I mean, she's fat. Not, I, I
3: know I can lose 40 pounds and that'd still be a man's weight. I'm just saying, I weigh a lot. Like, I'm just kind of like,
0: okay. Well, as a man yeah, who yeah, likes I mean, thicker is, women, you're not, fat. not like fat. Like, you're not even. Sorry, I'm not now I have it
3: down. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? But like, also because I'm not a fat ass. I don't like. I okay. don't I take care of myself. I eat well. You know, I try to stay active. But then this motherfucker was like, Ah! He, he asked me right away. He's like, "Can I have some of your ice cream?" I was like, "That's a." fat-ass shit right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's why I don't... You got right down to business. Yeah, so so Uh, I was like, that's funny. I I do do talk about certain things in terms of body, but I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like, ooh,
2: where's the pudding? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because... A lot of my set, you know, if I'm being honest, a lot of my set, I could write down my joke on a sheet yeah. of paper handed to you. You could right. do that same joke. I don't do a whole lot of shit that swings from yeah. the premise of, as a black man, you know, like we were saying with those uh, interracial black dudes, like, well, you know, no no, no problem with you dating interracial, just uh, your whole exactly. set is about black.
3: <laughs> I, I feel like one of the beauties, that, that especially as someone who who has had to have a day job and and can't fully be myself, it's like to me the beauty of comedy is it's time that you can be yourself completely, and so few people are able to do that in life. So I that's why to me it's like why would you if you can be yourself why would you create this other uh, narrative
1: because because it character is, almost. Uh, imitating somebody else that they saw. That's all it is. And they don't have any real true identity or any true confidence. Like you're a very self aware person, Christiana. He's uh he's self aware, I'm self aware. So it's like one of the things I noticed coming from Jersey going into New York City and sitting through mics and stuff like that was uh a lot of identity politics yeah is a part of people's sex. So they'll tell you what their uh, political affiliation is up top, their sexual orientation, their uh their you know, whatever their political stance is right up top. And then all the other jokes that follow that have nothing to do with what they just said. Yeah. So it's almost so it's almost like they put you in a psychological <laughs> trick bag trick bag where it's like if you don't find me funny, that means you're you're racist, you're sexist, you're Ooh, homophobic, you're this, you're that. Yes. It's like, no, you suck. But it's like they put that up front just to put the, the onus on the audience that if I don't clap or if I don't laugh at this person, now there's something wrong with me. And it's like, no, nah, there's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with your jokes. I put that on that real early. I'm like, somebody will, say, oh, I'm, yeah. somebody will say I'm gay. Definitely. But then all the other jokes behind it have nothing to do with them being gay. It's like, what the hell? What, what was the whole point of you mentioning? So mm. it's
0: self as it's, it's self conscious or whatever as dude telling me that all those years ago was. And I mean, he had been in the business for years, which I'll give you the name of the place. You can look it up at some point, The Laughing Barrel, which oddly enough, it closed right after I featured there. And one of my homeboys seen me, he goes, You know that place closed right after you featured there? And he was like, <laughs> Ah, you was, <laughs> was like 25 years of comedy and you fucking ended it. But, uh, yeah, the Laughing Barrel in Illinois, which I forget the name of the city, but yeah, he, he is self-conscious as he made me, like I said, fifteen years later, man i I listen to some of these comics, and they need the same advice, I feel like of like be be a comedian who's a lady or or female or whatever you want to say now, you know be uh be a yes. comedian who's gay, not a gay comedian. And I mean, there are those guys exist, which I'm trying to think of my man's name that's always at the cellar. Damn, it's just been so long since we've hung out, you know, since on, all the comedy clubs and shit are closed. Uh, nah, not Mateo. Uh, what is the oh, older sir. cat's name? Goddamn, it's slipping my mind. But he, but him, he's very much, if you listen to him, he's a comic who's dead. You know, and, and, and I mean, I don't say that to regulate what people are mentioning or doing, I think it's important, too. I mean, like we're saying, you know, when you take the stage, you're you not hiding. Yeah. If you're a black woman, you're a black woman. Right. If you're whatever. So, but at the same time, like I said about Patrice O'Neill, where it was like, honestly, he barely mentioned that. I think maybe the Malcolm XXX joke, he talks about being big, right. and that's it. And then you got comics, you know, yeah. like, Lavelle Crawford where you know every other joke is I ain't got no neck mm-hmm. we, we, nigga it's been 20 years of you not having no neck well, like, what's you know, my man Lavelle. named Gabriel Glacius and then it makes me think isn't he like the same oh, kind Fleming? of thing yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like he's a little more in his own lane cause he's also Hispanic and he has that huge Hispanic following of like he's more fun I feel like eh Maybe I'm just trashing Lavelle because I've yeah. watched Lavelle a lot, and it's like, eh, you know, this is almost sad. Which, as I say that now, I'm thinking about what's the TV show somebody just sent me, The Lady to Die, oh. uh, 600 Pound Life, where it's just like, you know, I say to my hey. mom, Why are you where watch this? shit? This is sad. <laughs> Like this is this is this is kind of sad. I don't know. Like, it's if this is a thing we should sad. be enjoying, and then I think it's, I think it's, I think it's almost funny because culture-wise, we're sending two different messages. You know, you get the body positivity message of you know it's okay to be who you are, but in the same breath, we're clapping uh-huh. for people losing weight. It's, and it's like- just like. <laughs>
1: Y'all know how this show show is shaming them for being that big, but they're comfortable with themselves. No, they're not. You know what I'm saying? They're a little bit comfortable. Uh, They
0: were comfortable with themselves to get that big. Which I think we, to be fair, we may be mixing up big and obese. Because I feel like obese always means like you're in Mm -hmm. danger of your health. Which is like the ironic part about Big Pun, right? On that song when oh, he was like, man. "I just lost a hundred pounds. I'm trying to later. live." He, he died. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, I remember. I remember coming home from school and seeing that shit on Rap City, and you know, before that, I think Pac and Big had both died. So I definitely was like, "Oh damn, he done died in the drive-by," and that shit coming across the screen. <laughs> it was like, "Damn, yeah, the man. hamburger took Pun out." Damn because <laughs> he had just said he was trying like, to live so it was, it, was, it was really sad almost because you damn near want to say and I think that's the thing with the show right It's like if you're that big and you're not trying to move there's almost no stress on your heart because it's like well I'm only taking 40 steps in a day to the refrigerator and back but once they start getting on the treadmill that heart is pumping so hard but yeah, I, my sister sent me some shit about that and the lady dying, and I'm like, you know, y'all shouldn't be watching this shit in the first place. And what is all this body positivity stuff? To me, it sends contradicting messages because it's like, if you're really comfortable in your skin, very you true, have to post yeah, that you're like yeah, yeah, I skin. think mm-hmm. that's
3: one thing I don't mm-hmm. like when people try to make something that it's not, like, I've had people say to me, like, yeah, like, if I post a picture, I'm not trying to be, I just, my that's my body, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, I'm not, like, on a platform of, like, women my size should, I'm not gonna do that, because I don't, it takes too much energy, and I don't care that much, you know what I mean? Like, I, I do feel like representation is important, but it doesn't have to be a platform, like, I've had people say to me like, "Oh yeah, Christiana, or describe me to other people like, pretend very sex positive." I'm like, "No, I'm just horny." There's a difference.
2: I'm a horny woman. I don't. I'm not like. I'm not.
3: I don't think everyone is like me. I don't think everyone should be like me. The world would be a lot less productive. Uh, I'm not into like stuff. I just. I'm just horny. Like it's not the same thing. I don't have a platform. I talk about it just my life.
0: You're like, there's not some deeper meaning. There's not some deeper meaning. Well, You're no, just like, nah, I I just, mean, it's just who yeah, I am. That's I, just I, the thing I, just I who say. I am. I'm not.
3: That, actually, that's one thing I will say that's interesting about being who I am as a comedian, as a black female, because I do have a lot of, even throughout the quarantine, I a lot of women comics, white women, do talk to me about their sex lives. And once again, it's like, I don't care. I, I, I don't. Uh-huh. It's a friend. And then I, and I, because I, <laughs> I've talked to comics and been like, you sound tense, maybe you need to get some dick or have sex, right? report back. That's. Different. <laughs>
2: you
3: know what I mean, it's like we're in a yeah. pandemic, and somebody will be like, "I've got a story for you," and I'm like, "Does this involve me sucking a dick? Because I don't care. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why all of these people think that right." interested in their sex lives, but I do feel like it's a thing where, number one, uh black women, we are leaned on a lot for emotional support by men and by white women. Uh, mm. And I also feel like they probably can't tell their other friends, so they talk to me about it. I'm just like, okay, well, okay, so you had one night, like, the way I've been living the past... I don't know, 15 years of my life, congratulations. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I'm like,
1: oh, what do you want from me? The most, the, you're an yeah. emotional treasure. I'm not. <laughs> like
3: Especially during quarantine, I'm just like...
1: No, not you, but I'm saying that's how they try to look at you like, oh, I can offload my shit on this bitch. And they're
0: like, you like, what? <laughs> yeah, you, you become the counselor or whatever. And it's Yeah, like,
3: I don't care. Also, Cool, like, but like, I didn't sign up for up that. And I'm like, uh there's a lot going on right now. I mean, there's protests, there's people dying. Uh-huh. You know, like nobody and it's not cuz it's not a two-way street. It's like, well, if I don't hit you up every time uh-huh. I get dick, why do you think I care when you do? Like I we're not you we don't have that type right. of friendship. Uh
0: Well, that's one of the things that I've always found funny about, you know, two things, I guess. One is that we addressed earlier. You were talking about, you know, your parents and the artist lifestyle. And then within comedy, some of the hypocrisy of like, there is no HR here and we're all kind of rule breakers. So it's very ironic sometimes, which I'll say if I'm being specific a lot of the white girl comics and if I'm being extra specific, even some (laughs) of the black girl comics that like to act white (laughs) are the ones that'll be like, oh, don't mention my gender if you mind or, you know, don't mention my body and then they'll go on stage and so I've been working in a sex dungeon for 15 years. Yeah, last week a man shitted on me and then it's just like
3: well, yeah, what was I all guess, of that off I guess that's a thing
0: where <laughs> you know?
3: there should be maybe more of a conversation for you to understand. I don't I don't for me for example, sometimes I think maybe because I'm like kind of old like not old, I'm not old but like in the comedy world, right? Like, yeah. No, no, I'm not... You're not old, again. You're trying to 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 incriminate me. You didn't say shit. I said it myself. Letting you say stuff about yourself. I am a lot older than most comedians, right? (laughs) Okay. So sometimes I'm like, is this this just I'm an old bitch? And I'm just like glad someone's not like, hey, this old bitch is coming to stage. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want... Sometimes I don't understand the psychology, but that's why (laughs) if there is something like that, I would take it a step further to explain. So that way someone understands. So you're not like Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I mean obviously why don't you want me
0: to? Obviously I Well well no, I I definitely understand why they don't want me to, but one is the expectation of like Well, do you think I'm stupid? Now obviously I've been in a group and I've seen men do it. So I get a little bit of it, but then like I said, then there's the contradiction of like Yo, you just basically read your uh, sexual history on stage. Like, this might well, as well have been a. I might as well, well have been a gynecologist. I, I a think just, you just told uh, me if I can interject for
1: minute. <laughs> I think I can kind of relate on this because I've had situations where people bring me up to the stage as this woke guy, or woke woke uh, political comedian, like in the introduction. Oh. So now it like it puts it takes you in this corner that now I have to validate how this person has introduced me versus the element of surprise. So it's like, if somebody introduced Christianity to the stage as like, as she explained earlier, as this like woman who blah, 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 blah. So now it kind of Christianity gets on stage. Now it's like, okay, now I have to address that versus revealing that in the process of you performing, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you're letting the cat out of the bag right. beforehand. So it's kind of like oh, I, now these people know what to expect from you versus you kind of like having that freedom of misdirecting them and all of this shit. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of can get why they why why they may feel that way.
0: Oh, de- definitely. I get mm-hmm. why they feel that way because I've seen people say it or do it. And it's like, obviously, we, we all grown-ups here, we understand consent and the right. difference between me mentioning my body and you mentioning it. Now, once you mention it, I do think, like you said, the cat's out of the bag a little, like, you know, if an audience member comes up to you after a set and says, nice titties, it's like, well, your set was a 10-minute advertisement for it. Now, I'll say he's wrong, but I'm also going to say, kind of, you open that door, because my <laughs> set isn't about my nuts. And if I did make it about my nuts, and when I come off stage, if someone says something, something, those beautiful nuts, I can't be getting mad. It's like, well, you open that door. You know, I went up and I talked about the NBA. I talked about uh, whatever the fuck else, you know, the news. So that's different. And I mean, you know, obviously, I'm smart enough to understand, even if a woman went up and talked about the news, the NBA, somebody <laughs> going to be like, but what's up with them titties, man? But I think you have to allow that to happen. So them being ahead, and I guess I mean we've been we've been talking for about an hour now. So I'm gonna try to go ahead and hurry up and get her off of here. About another probably I say 15 minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, minutes, I'm chilling. I drank
2: my
3: tea. Got the
0: time, <laughs> Christiana. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't want to uh you know take up too much of your time, but. I guess we'll transition to no, some of show. the debates. Did you watch the debates last <laughs> night? <laughs> Comic lifestyle. That's nice. Did, did you um, see any of the highlights? Did you, you care to it. even comment on any of this.
3: this stuff? To briefly go on Facebook and see so many jokes about a fly just makes me think this is why this country <laughs> is fucked up. We don't. <laughs> deserve democracy i mean can we focus slightly yep. you know i mean i'm just like
2: uh-huh. I mean, you've you been over in cuba been, too much you oh, said we America's don't deserve democracy
3: i mean come on people set masks on fire like what the fuck
0: definitely yes i'm, I'm glad you said that, cause that, it because that was exactly what i was going to say of just like Part of the reason the virus spreads so fast is Americans aren't Mm -hmm. used to being told to do anything. I mean, you don't have to vote. You don't necessarily have to do the census. You don't necessarily have to do your taxes, Wesley Snipes. They will find you, but we just have too much freedom. And over in other countries, I mean, what we just mentioned, China, the worst like. Or is it Japan China. where they're being well, told, yeah. you know, they can I only have a certain kids, amount of kids. Won. But
3: yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's just like I had I have friends from abroad who were like, "Yo, why are people protesting the masks? And I'm like, too much over here. That's why.
0: But uh... <laughs> Yeah, too, too much freedom. <laughs> so where it's like, <laughs> yo, there'll never be uh-huh. no Jackson 5 in China. <laughs> It'll it'll, it'll just be Tito and Jermaine, motherfucker. (laughs) But I was there'll be no Michael.
3: Disappointed to see one as just as a person who is, you know, this all of the the voting will affect all of us somehow. But then also as a comedian, I'm like, damn, comics are making jokes that like regular people are making. We can do better. Right, right.
0: Do better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I, I, I don't like to ruin the fun because obviously we're all on there shooting our shots. But I will say last night was overkill. And you know what I find particularly funny about, it, especially the comedians, is the fly on the yeah. shit is less of a uh-huh. joke and more of just an observation. Uh, you the, know, the, the fly is yeah. on
1: shit. Yeah, to so, that hits must be, yeah. Hits. To, be honest, to like, be honest, I started is that all? To, I start when I saw the fly, I started to text that and I erased it. I was just like, <laughs> I started to, I was about to fall prey to that same shit, and I was just like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. Nope. And then when I <laughs> seen everybody else post the same, I said, I'm so glad I didn't post that. right because I damn show sure was getting ready to it's fighting the urge.
2: Word,
0: well, what's funny, what's funny about their reaction was during the first debate they kind of were like oh well you know Trump uh-huh. and Biden just kind of argued back and forth uh-huh. and they didn't really cover any policy and then you look at this debate well, where everybody was so much policy them. and it wasn't mm-hmm.
3: just exactly on the damn
0: fly right. so it's like well you People, can't Jesus win Christ. with y'all you know which
1: That's why I always say that, you know, (laughs) Trump is the president that we deserve, for the most part. Oh, I definitely feel the same way. It's because, like, human beings, we have gotten, Americans specifically, we've gotten dumber as the the
0: generations have gone on. (laughs) Right, mm-hmm. but but it didn't it didn't start with him. I mean, you know the whole logic of, well, I want someone who's not a politician. Right. Which the jokes have been done a million times. I won't even do them again. It's like you know, saying what I don't know what what did someone say? A pilot? I think Chris Rock said of like, <laughs> I want someone flying the plane, who's not a pilot. Well, good luck, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm just well, that's fucking stupid, but. All right, you know, and the goddamn well, think... reality show hosting. What people are wondering how how we got there, but it's like, <laughs> didn't you didn't you watch a six hundred pound woman die the other day on T V and and you pay seventy five dollars a mm. month for cable to watch that show. It's not like it's on broadcast and now you're sad and they took it off of the apps and it's mm-hmm. like, nah, that's what the fuck we came here for. So, yeah, yeah, it's that's, like that's, people that's, are in denial exactly. of who they are, who, it's we, denial are,
3: who we are as a society, we, yeah.
0: So, but yeah, it's, I, I, so uh, how, how do you feel about Kamala? I'll ask, uh,
1: okay, this is what
3: I would say. I can't wait, okay, I haven't really. Red, I I know about I know the surface stuff about her, and sometimes I'm like, well, part of us uh, ascending to certain things is like, yeah, yeah, we can be shitty too. I don't know, I don't know. It's kind of like, I I don't. Nah, I I think that's like, fair,
0: you know, and and I uh, try to.
3: I don't. I'm not approving of her, but it's, that's a great know. point. Uh,
0: and even now, like. No, you listen, listen, you can approve of her because even myself, I feel a yeah. little bit conflicted about judging her for her policy because you almost want to say, well, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander of like, w- well, if we're going to have someone who's yeah. is over, maybe I'll feel better <laughs> if they look like me. That's strange as fuck, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, almost, that's the devil's advocate. Like I said, I mean, I, I'm aware of, you know, her past as an attorney general and DA and, you know, she did all the wrong things. Uh, she's dating a white guy, but mm-hmm, he's, mm-hmm. you know, this big black advocate and, you know, the only rapper <laughs> she can name, the best rapper alive, according to her, is Tupac. Then, then she can't even <laughs> name another rapper I mean, it's this- just like, I right, honey. <laughs> and, and I mean, that wouldn't be an issue because it almost would be like, well, would you ask right. any other candidate who their favorite rapper alive is? But then it's the level of like, no, you keep selling us as a black candidate. So I guess that comes down to, again, what the dude told me at the comedy <laughs> club of like, no, it's be a true. candidate who's black and not a black candidate.
3: It's very What I mean, the fuck like, are you doing on the breakfast Obama, club? I would say like, <laughs> Obama's dropping drones. And I'm like, he's still in charge of America. Like, what did you expect? I don't understand. You know, but it's like, that's the standard of like, well, if you're black, you're supposed right. to... Right. It's, it's still in the context of what is expected for someone through the lens and the prism of a white person. It's still like, well, mm. if you're doing this, you're supposed to do it Right.
0: Like, well
3: Because we're white. It's like, no, no, no. The guy's still running this fucking
0: violent country. Yeah, and that double standard of, of if you didn't, then they'll say, see, yeah. that's why we don't hire them. And it uh. becomes that whole thing. So it definitely is a trick bag which, like I said, I'm conflicted for more than one reason. One is she's beautiful, and I'm just looking at her like, God, you beautiful evil bitch, you. <laughs> you know, what, what, what is happening here Which, you know, there's that. Then, like I said, there's the whole cop thing yeah. she's on record is calling herself the top cop. And in a time where we're saying defund the police and, you know, her nor oh, Biden would not. denounce them or say defund the police and you know, justice for Brianna and all these things going on—it's it's very conflicting. I've kind of already been very public about the fact <laughs> that I'm not voting, so there's that. But like I said, I—I I, I try not to put my foot on her neck. Of like, I try not to to like go into the area of hating her, if that makes sense. Of just like trying to peacefully yeah, I mean, yeah, not I, I like her the same like, way I don't like
3: her. Uh, it is what it is. Like is. We've got no control over it, and I understand why they picked her, because she is someone with the record that she has, but she's also a person of color. It's all very strategic.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like when uh, oh, What's-His-Face?
2: Oh, no, it's right, sorry. Sarah Palin.
0: She in my mind now. Mitt Romney. Yeah. McCain yeah and it was almost uh-huh. just like a, yeah, a counter exactly. of, oh uh-huh. you got and a black a, guy and a down and a woman at that <laughs> <laughs> I can oh see Russell God. from my oh, backyard girl what <laughs> we don't know where you pulled this girl from but but again, I guess that becomes one of them. Uh, Give me a politician who's a woman, yeah, and I can at least say that about Kamala; she's qualified. You but know. that's the kind however, of however you have I to feel about the qualification. to be vice president. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's some a dirty game, and I mean, me and Ibrahim have already addressed it on here. A level of like, anytime people present the lesser of two evils, I'm like, mm. well, the question. For me, is why are you evil? Of just like I, I don't, I, I can't pick left or right evil. I, I'm not fucking with evil, so I try not to yeah. even participate anymore, and that's just kind of where I'm at with it. But like I said, I'm conflicted yeah. by her because it's like ah, I wanna. You got all the right credentials, but in these times and the things we're going for. <laughs> and I'm and I trying not to be Bernie Sanders' unrealistic. Oh, we're going to do free college and free health care. We're going to let everybody out of prison and send them to Africa. Like, what? Like, I'm not sure what he was trying to do. And I'm not that unrealistic oh. about it. I, I like Elizabeth Warren. You mean, the, like, you mean the
1: $5 Indian motherfucker? That's what you're
0: talking now, about? Now, you? Get the fuck out of here. Fuck. Yeah, hey nah, I, I would have took nah. a four dollar Indian of these two I think, motherfuckers I think Yang, I yeah, think they bounced the flag out here. here. That was my dude,
1: yo. Yo, but this is shit that be bugging it's me out about those, they always complain really about, about nominating about uh 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 oh uh, we need to get these old white men out of here. We need to get these old white men. And who the fuck did they nominate? They nominated an old white guy to go up against another old white guy. It's like they do out got the two sides of their fucking neck. It's like, here he is, you had a young, you had a young, uh, savvy, uh, uh, uh Asian candidate, Asian American candidate who was, with, whose policies, every, everything that he talked about came to uh, fruition during this pandemic.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but, but it's one of those things I like, and I mean, that's why it's always funny, you know? What was it? Uh, we live in a post-racial <laughs> yeah. society after yeah. Obama. Like, one really? One? Obama was the fittest to move. Like, Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> right. And oh, it's like exactly. almost, no, it was almost yeah. like a pity move. Like, we gave you one. Shut the fuck up now. So, yeah, it becomes one of those things, which, I mean, like I was saying in the first one, I mean, I, I thought nobody could be stand back and stand by, but then a goddamn fly showed up last night. And and like you said, I was a little amazed hey, by how Hey, real quick, we were. When you talk about the standback,
1: stand did you ever go and look up the Proud Boys? Did you ever go, like, look no. them up? Or did you see, like, the little videos that you did about the Proud Boys? All right, they call this, like, the little gang or whatever. But if you ever see their initiation of how they get uh, uh, punched in to their gang... They get beat, They get punched in while naming breakfast cereal. What? Yes, that's their initiation. <laughs> they, like, give them, like, you know how, like, you know how you get the uh, birthday punches? Like, when you turn 13 and somebody punches you? You get, like, you stand in the middle, and a bunch of people just punch you mm-hmm. while you name breakfast cereal. That, that.
0: Now, are they... Are they naming breakfast cereals because there's no girls <laughs> allowed, and and all the mm. breakfast characters are men? You know what? I never thought of that. Is that why I never thought of that. Is it like two cans, <laughs> right. two cans, Tony the Tiger, Damn, I didn't Sugar there's only men yeah. selling breakfast
3: cereals. What the Captain fuck? Christ. Yeah, all men.
1: Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's the uh, sexist uh, sexist breakfast? Sexist breakfast. Huh, that's funny. Uh, what's the Sugar Bear. What, what, what's his name? From uh, Golden Crisp? <laughs> not Golden Crisp. Uh, not uh, Golden, Golden uh, Smacks or some
3: shit.
1: Golden oh, Crisp. or the frog? the frog. You also have Smack? the teddy bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah.
0: Hey. That's wow, true. It's, it's king right, vibes, not is, queen. There are
1: no women on the Holy cover of shit. breakfast cereal. You're That's absolutely insane. right. I've never played I've, now, that is some sexy shit. I got to give it to you. Yeah. Wow. Not the only... Not a don't only don't let the feminists that know. That they'll have, be printing up shirts. Because The only cereal that I ever attributed to women growing up was Special K. That is the only cereal that I looked at and went, that's a woman's cereal. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's the way they wrote the K on the Special box. K? It's always the soft colors. You know, on the. No, bu- that
3: was definitely it, a woman's cereal. You know what I'm saying? It, agree.
1: <laughs> that's a woman's cereal. Like, I would only. Every other cereal I would look at was either unisex or male, like you said, male dominated. But the special case cereal, when I look. <laughs>
0: just just yeah. don't bring it to the stage as a woman's cereal. Don't, just, min- don't just, mention just it. Just call it a, a cereal. Okay? No, that was they definitely a woman's cereal. Fat. It was. And the one, the one woman that was associated with mm. breakfast, they got, no, rid, they of got rid
1: of. They Come got on. rid of uh, uh, the cream of wheat, motherfucker, too.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but he's a man, so it don't even matter. But they got rid of. We, the we nigger, still dominate. Two can Sam, Tony the Tiger. They get rid of. Yo, they get rid of. I that you just to the They got rid of the nigga though. He's still on the box. His face is still there. Yeah. Well, I don't have no connection to slavery or so, and, and police brutality. They won't give really? uh, give us justice for Brianna, But I think the day of they announced that uh, Uncle what's ben? his face it's got like, taken like off the of box, fact. Uncle Ben. Really?
1: So, huh.
0: so it's now called yeah. Ben's Originals. Yeah. 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 I'll send you like like a link because I get into created, dumb shit like that bird. and random ass facts. It does. Hilarious. They gentrified it, which is what I said. That I said. Well, what do we do about Uncle mm. Tom's now? Yeah. Now, Uncle's a bad. No, word. they're still
2: Uncle Tom's. Definitely.
0: Are they Tom's originals now? Like, what? What are we? Uncle still Tom's uncle- cat- <laughs> <laughs> never, read, that, never, never read, read that book. Never read the book. book? No, but I, but
1: I understand that he. Uh, that he's actually was a good, uh, like he was a good person for Black people, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I thought Uh, they flipped it. I thought that was the old Flipperuski that that he was a good person, and then it they started calling everybody. uh, No, I stay away. I will burn the books. I stay away
3: from all slave books, movies.
0: Man, I feel you. I, bet, I remember, you know, uh, I remember when I was a kid,
1: uh, <laughs> I saw Amistad for the first time, bruh. I didn't like white folk <laughs> for that whole week. <laughs> it was just funny because, That's you know, hilarious. growing up in Newark and stuff like that, you don't see that many of them. The only ones you know are your school teachers or your principals, and, and they the motherfuckers that mandated for you to watch that movie. Okay. So you didn't. You come away from the movie not liking them.
0: Wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just the at first, the back smiling the whole way. Yeah, the,
1: you first, like, Motherfucker. the first time I watched oh, fucking my my grade school teacher, Miss Wright, tall six foot one white woman, showed us that uh showed us that movie. I showed us that show, excuse me, that T V show. Shit. Damn you Yeah. She was a WNBA oh, player. She always tell us about how she was single too. It was so, so
0: sad. Which I was trying to get into those uh some of those new shows, you know, and like she was saying it's all, you know, uh what did I watch? Oh, I watched two episodes of Lovecraft Country, which I got to I was kind of excited about it cuz I said, "Okay, black people and monsters." Then I watched the first movie, like, yo, we don't get a lot of chances at most. <laughs> usually it's some messed uh-huh. up shit, leprechaun in the hood, or some bullshit. And so I said, okay, you got some sci-fi going, and I turned it on, you know, and sure enough, it uh-huh. was, you know, set in, like, the 1950s, so of course, it's racism. racism. If I had yeah. to describe it, it was uh, Jim Crow meets Resident to where I'm just like, God ah, damn, even with yeah. monsters, we got to be doing it the Go ahead. The white people the white people were more distracted by the black people than they were the monsters, to where it was just like to ah, nah, I mean, I finish I it finish because show, it, it, but, what I
1: found uh because my wife my wife and my daughter watch it. I haven't watched an episode yet, but I went and looked it up. Uh, Cause I like to look yeah. at the origin story of different shows and shit like that, and it's based on a book that was only written in 2016, huh. and yeah, the guy wrote it for the very purpose of it being made <laughs> by a, to buy a uh, TV, station, a t- uh, cable uh, station or whatever for it to be made into a series. So, and it's written by white dude too, and that's in the And <laughs> in the, in the part you point out is actually the whole point right. of the book is that. Racism, you know, the the white people are more captivated or more um, enamored by the black people and our rights or whatever than they are by the monsters that's in it. It's like racism. The, the monsters are like a microcosm of the microcosm of racism and how white people look at racism. Yeah. It, it,
0: it, right. Okay. It's a, so that's it's supposed a to be like Yeah,
1: it's a motif. Racism it's a in the, or the some series shit. or in the book, where the monster.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching it. I mean, it, it was, it seemed decent, and like <laughs> I said, I was happy. I'm happy as a black person, word up, story now that don't involve crack, right, or slavery or the cops. But once I saw it involved mm-hmm. it, the old slab, I'm like, god damn. Which I'll, I'll ask y'all this, <laughs> and then I think I'll let y'all get the hell off here because we're approaching 90. But uh, as we were talking about slavery, it, it occurred to me today I saw somebody was tweeting about. Being whooped as a child and relating it back to slavery. And I mean, (laughs) I gotta say, as a non parent, I'm pro ass whooping. Uh My parents had five kids. My parents had five, they just didn't have time, you know, to discipline all of us and to keep saying, stop doing this or stop doing this. So I get it. I don't feel like I need no counseling, I don't feel like that came from slavery. But I keep so seeing creepy. black people talk about, oh, well, that came from slavery, and you know, it's because we were slaves, which made me think of like, yo, well, what about Hispanic people? I've seen them whoop ass. Is it, remember mm-hmm. the Alamo? Well, Is they, they that went why through their own, they whooped depending their on where they're just, from, like, what's their they went excuse?
3: through their own slavery. If they're from the Caribbean.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But I would yeah. just say, uh, I mean, I think there's a difference between spankings, whoopings, and getting
0: beat, and abuse. Like, mm-hmm. if, like you shouldn't mm-hmm.
3: be beating your kids.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, a- yeah. absolutely. Which, I mean, we've been laughing about the NBA finals. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but LeBron's mm. oldest son, Bron, uh-huh. I guess, was smoking weed on Instagram. And, I mean, he's, like, 15. So it's just, like, whatever. Nobody really cares. But at the same time, everybody's been laughing about this series and saying like, yo, we know uh-huh. he wants this series <laughs> to be as long as possible. Right. So he can avoid that ass whooping. Which got me to thinking about uh, Adrian Peterson because he got like in trouble for whooping his kids. And it's like he's got like six kids. <laughs> None of them smoke weed on Instagram. Like yeah, I, did, I, so
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. I, 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 I think that a lot of this shit comes from, oddly enough, it, it comes from white people who, I mean, uh, black black people who grew up with, around a lot of white people and white friends. That's what I be hearing that shit. That's, like, whenever I hear somebody say some shit like that, like, oh, it comes from slavery and we shouldn't whoop our kids, man, shut the fuck up. Because I grew up around kids that ne- didn't get their ass whooped, and I saw how they turned out. There was a lot of black kids I grew up with in the hood who didn't, their parents did not whoop their ass did not discipline them and uh-huh. they turned out terrible. Where and they used to do shit when the parent wasn't around. That I that what kept me from doing it was if my mother or my grandfather or somebody my uncle, whoever saw me do what you just did, I would get my ass whooped. So the African deterred me from doing a lot yeah. of major dumb shit. That I was around other people who did that who never got that type of discipline. Now,
0: when they did go ahead. Well, I don't. I don't think it's a. Um, I don't think it's a direct correlate. I. I think it's correlated. I don't think it's direct. Meaning, there us, are plenty of people who got that that the depressed. But do they? So, but do they know why? Uh, I think that... Oh yeah,
1: they definitely do.
0: Yeah. Right. But I just always think it's silly that you know we blame everything on slavery, and I mean. Most things in America are because of it. I, I'll say that much. But at a certain point, it's like, how, how long do we keep? <laughs> like, come on, we in our fifth generation <laughs> now. Really? Is that? Why? Right. Or maybe you just bad and need to sit the fuck down somewhere. <laughs> so there's that. Uh We'll wrap it up on this. I know I asked everybody that comes through, Christiana, I ask you, like, you know, bring us a nice oh, story, yes. time the, the last time you American had to turn motherfucker, stand up for yourself. My so.
3: Mike, who we went to high school. Uh, he's the only person that I like really keep in touch with from my hometown the time kind of my life. And so I wrote a joke, and I've written jokes before that reference him. And I wrote a joke about uh, how I don't believe in science because, well, I don't trust scientists in terms of the vaccine. I don't trust scientists because the only scientist I know is him, and how he is an astrophysicist, but couldn't determine when pork roll was invented, which is a Jersey food, right? And, and so that's that's basically <laughs> the gist of the joke. And he got very okay. upset with me and said, do not say my name on stage. Uh, which I had before, you know, so it's like I was like, what? He's like, Don't say my name on stage. I don't want (laughs) somebody in the audience like goes home and they search for me and they contact my job and then I get fired. And I was like, Mikey, nobody knows my name and I'm the one telling you. (laughs) So I you know, like oh. people come to these shows with vendettas. Also, his job is nothing to his port. It's a joke. <laughs> the job is nothing to with port role. I mean, also, it's like obviously it's an absurd joke that I don't believe in all right. the scientists because of just him. But we got, to, we got to two huge fights about it. We haven't spoken since. And he actually cursed at me. He said, he's like, no, fuck you. Just, just respect me on this. And I was like, uh. Uh, and then, and then, of course, because everyone thinks I'm they're okay, <laughs> Uh he called me for, like, because he was anxious about something. And then I said to him, Are we not going to address the last conversation we had where you cursed at me? And he's like, No, I think I was, of course I did. I don't fuck around. And I said, You cursed at so me. So you talked up to him. And he's you like, brought it up. I was kind of justified because I felt offended. And I'm like, <laughs> You, I see, first of all, you're my friend. I'm not going to write a joke that's going to get you fired. If I were, I would write so many other jokes. I have more on you than this spurt roll.
0: Right. Right. It's, it's so funny because the absurdity of a joke of like, okay, so you think this joke is going to get you fired, but you never think Well, yeah, of like, that's what the joke is well, going now because he that, to use his know, name. So up? now
3: I'm going to do the joke not using his name, and then make a second joke about the argument. And then... Yeah, he did. That's what I... And I told him by the last time we talked, and I was like, you know... So he made it even worse. Conversation, it's very hard for me to not incorporate this in the joke. And maybe I won't use your name in the first part, and then I'll say it in the second part. I like I don't think it's a good idea for you to piss me off because I wasn't pissed when I wrote the joke. Because it's just a joke. But now I'm like, you're giving me ammo. I'm still a comedian. You can't tell you I to talk in a microphone.
0: It's, and sometimes being left out of the joke. Oh
3: yeah, that's is the thing I'm like, oh well, bro, don't, don't, don't say this you joke is about you if it's ever on a special like because all of a sudden you don't want me to. That's also where I'm just like, oh, is it? Wasn't it convenient for you to be friends with a comedian? When you wanted me to talk, when you want me ten minutes at your clean, a clean set at your fucking <laughs> wedding. That was convenient and it was okay for yeah. a comment. Yeah, it's so why I'm just like he's. There any many instances where he you did the wedding and he's for him him and he turned with him. the comedian, and then now because pork roll joke, uh, he was offended.
0: yes <laughs> that's, oh my god that is, that's, that's extra funny, funny. It's really true. so y'all got beef over a pork roll that's hilarious what? uh you, you know what's funny about that too is like i said you know what is the song i bet you think the <laughs> song is about you where whoever the dude mm. is it's just like it but, but it fucking is but he can't prove it so you should have just went the route of you know scientist, and then once we well, just say scientist, it's like, him, I
2: think like, hey, she's
3: talking about me. Just working on this joke. <laughs> but they it's never know. I know. I'm just working on it. I, and I would run jokes by him pretty often. So that's that's why I was like, it's not like I said, this is the final cut of the joke. I'm definitely uh, using your name and I'm going to take you down and get you fired. Like, that's not the point. I, right. I'm kind of like, how are you going to get fired for not knowing what pork roll was invented? It's not your job
0: yeah it doesn't and like i said i always find it funny that people think of jokes as so bad and they try to like ban us from doing certain jokes and it's like well whatever power you think in the negative it also has to have the positive power right of like like how people say video games oh well my son you know may become a school shooter because he was playing grand theft auto but people never say, oh, where well, my son was or uh, my son played playing the video boxing game, game music, and became a boxer. <laughs> exactly. So it's just always when people give it that weird power of, my son's been playing Sims for like 10 hours a day, and now he's a uh, uh, fucking engineer. It's like... Now he's building some exactly. real life. But they always give it the bad power. I could get fired. Or you could get promoted because Christiana got a special and it's the dopest yeah. special in I mean, the world. So and ashamed. she talked about I, her I scientist was friend like, not I, understanding I, I pork roll.
3: Did buy this joke.
2: <laughs>
0: right, you should have thrown that card at him. Like there aren't any woman serial characters, okay? Life's way motherfucking harder than people mentioning you during a pork roll. It's not yo, like I, that's, that's crazy. Y'all, now, what i gotta be like, like, yo, send me that joke. I want to see.
3: There's nothing in there that's salacious. There's nothing in there. That <laughs> it's like I just inspired. gave it to you. That's like, it. <laughs>
2: What's
1: your total? You people to play you know have playing with me because I've been telling you I got a lot I'm of friends. Really
3: Fired. This is very innocent.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. That's funny, but. I'm I'm glad you stood up for yourself. Are you sometimes when you gotta cuss out a man, are you like aware of like oh um I I mean my whole life mode is trying not to to really
3: and or punched in the face. And there are times bro, I've said things to men that I'm like, ooh, that might be the time. You might get punched for that. Uh oh. It. I mean, I told him All right, like, g- give us one uh, thing you
0: said, and we'll sign off with again. that. You I say? don't want
3: your forty-seven-second dick. I mean, that's like.
2: Oh, oh, oh!
3: It wasn't a minute. I didn't know it was less than a minute. Forty-seven
0: anymore, so I just seconds. That number. Were
3: you counting? Uh, oh. Yeah. Damn, Damn. standard I <laughs> like it, man. I <laughs> what's
0: up. That's hilarious. This is what. This is this,
1: this is why I always tell dudes, man, take hold of the narrative. <laughs> don't ever let yourself get lured into a, a false sense of security with your dick game. Be confident. I mean, be be honest front You gave forty-seven seconds of dick. Say that shit right after you're done.
3: No, no. <laughs> what you should <laughs> own
1: that friends. shit.
3: Jerk off,
1: yeah. Te- oh, definitely tell him. No, that, that's yeah.
3: the real advice. You jerk off and then come that's see hilarious. because you last longer. Yeah. That's better advice.
0: <laughs> see, because I'd have had a problem with you getting What's the last that? word. I'd have been like, actually, 49 and a half oh, seconds. We
3: have, uh, we've had, we've got, we've had, uh, uh
0: did he say he anything back? Didn't
3: stop. He became, I okay. I've had a a few men in my life become um, more than slightly obsessed with me. So, yeah, I sat on his face the other day, man. Shit. No, I sat on his face.
2: Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, some of it works.
0: Oh, God damn. Pretty well, much. yeah. Sometimes you I, guess, I guess, I guess that's works, one way to get more than 47 uh, seconds. I <laughs> you gotta work smoothly. off his big debt,
3: he's annoying. Yeah, you but. know, sometimes it's good to have sex with someone <laughs> but that you probably like it a little. That's you. why you keep talking to maybe him. not a hundred percent, but kind of. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody wants anybody that's totally obsessed like fucking Urkel thanks was for, for Laura. This has, but, uh, this has been dope. Uh, thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah. uh, I well, appreciate you coming a- on. And no
3: news, tell, tell the people uh, where they no, can uh... find you at. <laughs> no, you can find me on Instagram at incomparablemsc. <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, Ibrahim Khalif. Ah- uh, 83 on Twitter, and yeah,
0: that's it. And myself at I'm Phil Hunt, per usual. FunnyPhil.com. Thanks Thank for Thank you.